Shop at Acme and redeem your rewards points for free grocery items or discounts on gas at participating Exxon or mobile stations. Download the Acme mobile app or visit acmemarkets.com. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Today is Wednesday. It is the 24th day of May. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Target is removing certain items from its stores and making other changes to its LGBTQ merchandise nationwide ahead of Pride Month after an intense backlash from some customers, including violent confrontations with its workers. Since introducing this year's collection, we've experienced threats impacting our team members' sense of safety and well-being while at work, Target said in a statement Tuesday. Given these volatile circumstances, we are making... Adjustments to our plans, including removing items that have been at the center of the most significant confrontation beha- confrontational behavior. Uh, Target declined to say which items it was removing, but among the ones that have uh, garnered the most attention were the tuck-friendly women's swimsuits that allow trans women who have not had gender-affirming operations to conceal their private parts. Uh, designed by Aprelin, a London-based company that designs and sells uh, occult and satanic-themed LGBTQ clothing and accessories, has also created backlash. The Pride merchandise has been on sale since early May. Pride Month is held in June. Target confirmed that it has removed its Pride merchandise from the front of the stores to the back of the stores in some southern stores after confrontations and backlash from shoppers in those areas. Target's Pride Month collection has also been the subject of several misleading videos in recent weeks with social media users falsely claiming the retailer is selling the tuck-friendly bathing suits designed for kids or in kid sizes. The move comes as beer brand Bud Light is still grabbing from the backlash from customers angered by its attempt to broaden its customer base by partnering with trans, a transgender influencer. So threats over clothing. Yeah. Essentially, yeah. It's ridiculous. Well, there and, and threats to the workers in Target that have nothing yeah, to do with why the clothing are there. Come right. on, man. Get a grip. Bud Light's parent company said it will triple its marketing spending in the United States this summer as it tries to restore sales uh, it lost after the brand partnered with the transgender influencer. Target and other retailers, including Walmart and H&M, have been expanding their LGBTQ displays to celebrate Pride Month for roughly a decade. Uh, This year, transgender issues, including gender-affirming health care and participation in sports, have been a decisive topic in state legislatures, and that's why the backlash has turned hostile. Netflix on Tuesday outlined how it intends to crack down on the rampant sharing of account passwords in the United States. Its largest bid to reel in more subscribers to its video streaming service as its growth slows. To combat password sharing, Netflix said it will limit United States viewership of its programming to people living in the same household. Uh, those who subscribe to Netflix standard or premium plans, which cost $15.50 to $20 per month, will be able to allow another person living outside of their household to use their password for an additional $8 a month, a $2 discount from the company's basic plan. Without providing details how it authenticates subscriber identities or accounts, Netflix assured that everyone living in the same household uh, in the United States will be able to stream TV series and movies whenever they, uh, whenever, wherever they are, at home, on the go, or on holiday. The company, uh, based in Los Gatos, California, has roughly 70 million U.S. account holders. The long-anticipated move telegraphed by Netflix a year ago seeks to end a practice that the company 
allowed to go unchecked for years while its streaming service was attracting subscribers in droves. At that time, management had little incentive to risk riling customers by reining in password sharing. Uh, While Netflix looked the other way, an estimated 100 million people worldwide were getting passwords from family and friends to freeload on the uh, Netflix, you know, the popular TV series and movies. Uh, Those passwords were funneled through Netflix 232.5 million worldwide paying subscribers who generated the bulk of the company's $32 billion in revenue last year. But after a year of lackluster subscribers, uh, growth that included its largest customer losses in more than a decade, Netflix is putting its foot down. Uh, In February, it began blocking freeloading viewers in Canada, New Zealand, Portugal, and Spain following similar moves in Latin America. Although the new U.S. surcharge for viewers living outside subscribers' household is less than Netflix-basic streaming plan, it comes at a time of high inflation. Uh, The the squeeze uh, combined with more competition from other streaming services is one of the main reasons Netflix has suffered a slowdown in growth. Taco Tuesday is a phrase that became nationally known for weekly specials at bars and restaurants, but one New Jersey eatery claims it coined the term and it has the trademark to prove it. We talked about this uh, last week. Owners of Gregory Restaurant in Summers Point will tell visitors uh, that it's the birthplace of Taco Tuesday. Those catchy words first made an appearance over 40 years ago in the summer of 1979. The first night, uh, the owner, Gregory, says we sold 15 orders. Now we have served over 2 million tacos in the 40-some years. The long-standing restaurant trademark that uh, trademarked the term Taco Tuesday in 1982, way before it gained fame on Twitter and Instagram, where it became a special at your favorite taco joint. Since then, Gregory's Restaurant is the only business in New Jersey that can legally use the term in advertising. Uh, the Taco John's chain has the trademark for all other 49 states. But now Taco Bell, a multi-billion dollar fast food giant, uh, is making a push to strip the trademark. They filed paperwork with the U.S. Patent and trademark office to request Taco Tuesday, claiming no one should have exclusive rights to the common phrase. Uh, Gregory hired a uh, a patent attorney to help protect the trademark, and he has the support of customers who crowded the small business Tuesday night for their $3 taco special. Uh, Dr. Bob Goldberg said, that's big business for you, trying to crush a family-owned, several-generations-owned business. Uh-huh. In sports this morning... The Phillies lost again, falling to the Arizona Diamondbacks 4-3 last night at the ballpark. Corbin Carroll uh, singled in the go-ahead run in the eighth inning for his third hit to lead the D-backs to the win. Cody Clemens drove in two runs, and Bryce Harper had two hits for the Phillies, who lost seven of their last nine games. The series wraps up this afternoon. Rangers Suarez will get the start at 105. Jason Tatum had 33 points and 11 rebounds. Jalen Brown added 17 points, and the Celtics avoided elimination in the NBA's Eastern Conference Finals as they beat the Miami Heat 116-99 in Game 4. The Celtics still trail the series 3-1, but send it back to Boston for Game 5 tomorrow night. In the NHL, the Vegas Golden Knights shut out the Stars 4-0 in Dallas. They can finish off the sweep tomorrow night and advance to the Stanley Cup Finals in Game 4 in Dallas. 
The puck will drop at 8 o'clock. In the Eastern Conference, the Florida Panthers can also complete a sweep to advance to the finals for the first time in 27 years if they beat the Carolina Hurricanes tonight. The puck drops at 8 o'clock. And as part of the NHL's 2024 Stadium Series, the Flyers will play the New Jersey Devils at MetLife Stadium in February next season. MetLife Stadium, home to the Giants and Jets, can seat up to 82,500 people. The series will consist of two Metro Division games. The Rangers and Islanders will also meet either the day before or after the Flyers and the Devils play. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thanks, Kath. So we've got a midweek point day before us. We have some things that we want to share with you, including a chance to win some stuff because we have a secret text word. It is your chance to win a pair of tickets to see comedian Andrew Schultz Saturday, July 29th at the Ocean Casino Resort in AC. So text the word secret to 39333. It's up and running. We'll send a word back to you. We'll see if you can give us that word later on when we ask you to call and we'll also grab a random texter and we'll give that away too. We are going to go on Fox Good Day today and we're also going to have a guest this morning. Nate Burkus will give us tips to create stylus, multifunctional outdoor living spaces for summer. You were just talking about this. Yes. Yeah. And who can we go to who's an expert? Nate Burkus. Nate Burkus. Yeah. That's yeah, the one we go yeah. to. So we'll talk to uh, Nate Burkus later on if you're starting to work on the outside portion. Oh, yeah. That's so exciting, that news, Preston, that I'm going to forget the fact that I was going into my computer at the beginning of all this. And I put in a password. It had me reset my password. And I thought I remembered what the password you forget was. It. And so uh, for the... I. For the greater part of 10 minutes, I've been trying to crack into my own computer. Mm. I got it, though. Uh, you I, did. I okay. did that with my phone one time. I had had a few drinks, and I reset my password before I went to bed. Didn't remember it. I had to wipe my phone. Oh, and yeah. wipe it? I had to wipe it clean to get into it. I'm, I'm, I, I was... <laughs> I was about to detonate, but I'm okay now. I'm good. So the Nate Burkus information really brought me around. All right, very good. It's, uh, you know, disaster averted. Averted. Yeah. Uh, we have to make an announcement. We got to tell you about uh, a cool teacher. Yes. Been voted for. Uh, we had reached out to the students of Northeast High School in Northeast Philadelphia to vote and let us know who they think has made some kind of an impact in their lives in the past year. And... We have a winner for Coolest Teacher for Northeast High School. The votes came in. I'm going to do my best not to butcher this last name, but we would like to congratulate Mr. Matt Sislinski of Northeast High School. Mr. Sislinski, now he spells his name C-I-E-S. L-I-N-S-K-I. Sislinski. Does that look about right, Case? Sislinski, yeah. Yeah, something along those yeah. lines. Uh, he's a PE teacher, physical education teacher, uh, an Army veteran. Is his fourth year at Northeast High School as a physical education and health teacher. And apparently he helped to create and facilitate a new SLC, meaning Small Learning Community Group, at Northeast High. Uh, and he's the strength and conditioning teacher and the boys' volleyball coach. So like See? most of these teachers. A lot of coaches. Wear several hats and do several jobs at the uh, uh, at the school. So congratulations, Matt. We're very happy for you. And that means you get the Coolest Teacher of the Year coffee mug and, of course, a $50 gift card from Five Below, who are sponsoring this year's Coolest Teacher of the Year. Uh, if you know Mr. Seslinski, let him know. like to talk to him. Just uh, congratulate him in person, so to speak. And let him know that uh, that everybody digs what he does. Which yeah, is cool. it's got to be cool. Hey, so we're going to do something. And I don't know why we haven't done this before. Yeah, seriously. Uh, but uh, our next uh, Coolest Teacher, uh, the or school that's going to nominate its Coolest Teacher, is going to be chosen by Marissa McNamara. Yeah! 
she never gets to do it. She, so, puts, she puts the whole thing together. We're going to have Marissa come in here. Yeah, she is the one who is behind the scenes making sure that all this stuff. Marissa's cool because she can actually get into the jar and, and kind of slosh around. And all the, the way yeah. in there. The funny thing about this is just putting your, your hand into a jar and taking it. But I don't know why it feels it's because like you, you've been asked to make a selection. Yeah. That choice you make yes. could quite literally turn someone's life around. Yes. All right, or, or just get them yeah. something. Well, if you remember, Preston, I did bring two jars last year, and the first one was a little too small. Okay. <laughs> ah, very good. So All this right. one's perfect. Kill some time while I reach at the bottom, pull right. one out. Who's it going to be? Is... Oh, Villa Maria Academy in Malvern, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Villa Maria in Malvern. Is that all women? Yeah. We've had two men's schools and now a women's school. All right. Well, let's have you vote now. Villa Maria, you guys get to vote for whomever you think deserves the title of coolest teacher of the year. And it's very simple to do. You just fix the word teacher to 39333 and we'll send you the voting link. So we give you 24 hours to do that. Let the uh, the staff know, let the front office know, and hopefully they'll pass the word that Villa Maria Academy High School is voting for the coolest teacher of the year. If we could do it, we would do every single school every single year, okay. but we just don't have the time to make it happen. We're only human. So we're doing this by uh, randomly choosing schools, and uh, you'll have until about, you know, 5.30, 6 o'clock tomorrow morning, and when we'll uh, tally the votes. So make sure you do that. Just text the word teacher to 39333, and we will be good to go. Let's take a break and come back and get into the entertainment report. We will do it right after the messages. Stay with us. Hey, you want to hang out with your favorite MMR DJs? Check out the events and appearances page at WMMR.com. Come say hello. Plus, you might even win some cool prizes we snuck out of the building. WMMR.com's got all the where, whens, and what they're giving away. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Steven's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Steven's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. You've been making better decisions for your busy family for years. And now, little by little, you're making decisions for yourself. Like snacking a little better, going a little further, sleeping a little deeper. Acme's here to make that journey easier and even more rewarding with their new Sincerely Health platform featuring nutrition plans, prescription reminders, and more. Sign up in the Acme mobile app to earn up to $25 in grocery rewards. Visit acmemarkets.com health for more details. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So, stupid question. We're going to give his uh, prize away a pair of tickets to see comedians Andrew Santino and Bobby Lee. The Bad Friends podcast, Saturday, June 17th at the Met. And the question that I have for you is this. What are the warm winds that blow off the Rocky Mountains cold? Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> you can hear them here. Yeah. yeah. I've never heard of this. 
215263 WMMR, the warm winds that blow off of the Rocky Mountains. What are they called? And we'll go through some birthdays while we wait. I got a bunch of them today. By the way, it is the 24th day of May. We'll start with a big biggie. Bob Dylan celebrates his 82nd birthday today. We were just talking about a uh, movie about him called A Complete Unknown that's yeah. going to be coming out. Timothy Chalamet playing him. Basically, it's the unofficial third Avatar movie. That's yeah, what yeah, it yeah. is. Uh, yeah, a lot of people So, uh, he's he's a legend. What can you say? Um, get him or not. You're the most... The, when you're talking about not knowing what you're going to get, as far as a crapshoot concert, that's Bob Dylan. Mm-hmm. I've been to ones that have been very good and others where I wanted to die. I know uh, you guys go back and forth on them. Uh, I really like them a lot, but I had a great experience. I, uh, my, I drove my dad down to Virginia um, last year, and it's like a five-hour drive. And I let him pick the music, and he picked a ton of Dylan. Yeah. And it was just a really cool experience hearing Dylan through my dad's prism. He's a big fan. Yeah, he's a huge fan. And yeah. so to hear him, hear what these little songs, what these songs mean to him uh, over the years, that meant a lot to me. I, I love, I love, like, there are a number of albums, Blood on the Tracks, Infidels. Yeah, yeah. I, I love the, those albums. He's great. It's just, life can be a little precarious. Yeah, I hate him so much, life. <laughs> um, I saw him one time, and, I mean, he did. <laughs> he, he actually opened up with Rainy Day Woman, and that I was like, okay, here we go. And then doing it. he did nothing else. The only other song that he did that I knew was Tangled Up in Blue, and he changed everything about it. It's I one of the like, rare times you'll see some, the yeah. actual artist on stage turn around and go, what song is this? What are we yeah. playing? Yeah. <laughs> He's 82 today. Uh, Gary Berghoff, who played Walter Radar O'Reilly in MASH, uh, is a big birthday for him. He's 80 years old today. Do you know, I think he, and uh, this is probably a bunch of crap, but I believe he still has that bear he had throughout MASH. I wouldn't Remember, doubt yeah, it. Yeah, Radar's teddy bear. I wouldn't doubt it. Why Why would he, you know, he, right? had, he used that prop for years on that show. Why not hang on to it? Uh, so an 80th birthday for him today. Uh, Tommy Chong has a birthday as well. Second half of uh, Cheech and Chong. I just, uh, Marissa just sent me a picture of Tommy Chong holding my daughter, Casey. I think Casey might have been three or four years old. Wow. It was, Send me one thousand. No. Yeah, yeah, no, it was weird because uh, I had to bring. It was a, a like a game day decision. I remember it like because my wife was not feeling well. Avery was a little baby, and I was like, okay, what do I do here? What do I do? What do I do? And I took Casey and Seamus into work with me, so they were oh, still right. in their pajamas. Yeah, and I guess that's when we had Tommy Chong in studio. That's so cool. Uh-huh. Uh, Tommy turns. Wow, he's eighty-five years old today. Remember? Man, oh man! I wonder if he reflects upon the time that he actually went to jail for selling uh-huh. pot-related apparatus yeah, paraphernalia. Right? And, and I mean, look at where we are now. Yeah, yeah, right? exactly. Uh, also, look at where we are now. Uh, Nell Campbell played Columbia in the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Ah. And uh, she's 70 years old. <laughs> she's that now. That's her running lines. Uh, no, she was in Rocky Horror Picture Show. Uh, Columbia is a great character in that. She's got the really, really super short hair. Yes. Uh, in, uh, I don't in, in the movie. In the Time Warp, she's like... Um, it's all... You're you're looking, not, really? I, I don't know the movie at all. <laughs> Have you ever seen it? Uh, uh, I can't say that I've, I've seen pieces of it. But, I mean, it, is, it doesn't... It's weird. me at all. For, I enjoy yeah. it. I, I yeah, think it's, it's campy. It's, yeah. it's over the top. The, the music's great. It's, yeah. uh, you know, and it's all about uh, transsexual, and, and it's very, very sexy and, and uh, gender roles and stuff like that. It's but really... Is it Barry Bostwick that's yep. in it? And, and Susan yeah. Sarandon. Yeah, Susan yeah. Sarandon. Was, she looks stunning in it. So, uh, Columbia... Nell Campbell turns uh, 70 years old today. Uh, it's also Patty LaBelle's birthday today. Mm. And 
The Philly native turns 79 years old. Whenever I hear of people who have encountered her because she is local, they say how phenomenally nice she is. Yeah. Met her a couple times and very briefly, and she was very sweet. So, uh, great singer. Amazing singer. 79 years old today. Quite a um, chef. She she has a uh, line of baked, like... Pies? Meat pies? Oh. Right? And something like that. Something like that. Meat pie. Uh, Priscilla Presley. That's right, man. Elvis' ex. That's right, man. 78 today. She's the one who introduced me to the skull sealer, man. Ah, you and Chris Agon got together. Uh, so, yeah, she was in the, the last Dallas, right? Yeah. Yep. And um, Naked Gun, she's great in that. She's terrific. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I love the actress who plays her in the Elvis movie, which you have yet to see, but I, mm-hmm. I, she's... Um, Miss it. Listen, she's stuck in there with, um, you know, supporting Elvis and the legend and, and curating the stuff after his death. She's She's been uh Are we not going to play one clip? What's that? Nice beaver. Well, oh. because she uh, doesn't say it. Nice beaver. But he's talking to it's her. about her. Yeah. yeah. Or the beaver she's holding. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought when uh, I was first introduced to her that she was as close to perfection as, as you could get. She's terrific. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful woman. Man, she's really... 14 years old? What are you doing in that? Dear, dear God. Uh, Jim Broadbent, uh, actor. Uh, Nick, you will know him as a Slughorn from the Harry Potter movies. Oh, yeah, horse. Yes, and he's also in Gangs of New York, and he's uh, in the Bridget Jones movies as well. Actually, tons of stuff. Yeah. Chronicles of Narnia, The Crying Game, Crying Game, just a whole bunch of things. Uh, he turns 74 years old today. Uh, Alfred Molina. Love him. A big birthday for him as he turns 70. And uh, one of the great villains uh, is uh, Doc Ock in uh, Spider-Man. Actually made it into the MCU because the uh, the last Spider-Man movie. And he, of all the villains, he's the one who uh, I just think, well, they all do. They all sort of get their redemption in the last film. But the um, he, his story, I thought, was very touching, you yeah. know, because he was really paternal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, he became a lunatic. He's 70 today. Uh, the great John C. Riley. Hey! He's uh, a year older today, turns 58. Step Brothers, Boogie Nights, Gangs of New York, uh, The Aviator. Steve Brule, Dr. Steve Brule. Yes, yes. Love that's him. right. I love that show. <laughs> uh, he's one of the best. Uh, Roseanne Cash, uh, country singer, daughter of Johnny. Cash turns uh, 68 today. She's got a great voice. She, I used to be heavily into her. Uh, she was starting to break a little bit over into um, she get a, played occasionally on more progressive rock stations. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I love her stuff. Uh, so happy 68 to her. Uh, then we have Will Sasso, who uh, was from Mad TV, but also Three Stooges. He played Curly yeah. perfectly. <laughs> He's phenomenal. Have you ever seen his Jesse Ventura impression? No. It is hilarious. Yeah. It's spot on. Uh, just, just brilliant. So happy 48th to him. And then the last birthday I have on the list is someone we know. Who? It's Mr. Peanut's birthday. Oh, peanut butter jelly time. Peanut butter jelly time. Peanut butter jelly time. Uh, Mike Javorka, who, and I think it's with, you pronounce it J or is it Javorka? I've never really asked him. I just say J. Uh, so anyhow, uh, Mike is a regular at the Cardboard Classic and had a massive viral and potential deadly moment when he got run over by his own sled. The sled probably weighed, I don't know, three, four hundred pounds, maybe more than oh, that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, way more than that. And uh, he, I actually spoke to him yesterday and uh, he still busted my balls about the fact that I said that he should do an Oscar Mayer Wienermobile sometime. <laughs> 
when I actually rode down in the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile that never he himself had made for Cardboard Classic, the, I think the year before or two years ago. And before. he's like a, he's a very good um, he's a contractor. contractor. You both used him, yes? Oh, yeah. He's, yeah. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah, he's, he's done some work and is doing more work. Uh, with Excellent. Family. So happy birthday, Peanut. <laughs> Hope you have a great day. Let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question this morning. Uh, what are the warm winds... That blow off of the Rocky Mountains called 215-263-WMMR. We're going to go to Joyce and see if we can get the Good answer. Good morning. Hi, Joyce. Hi. All right, Joyce, what are those winds that uh, blow off of the Rocky Mountains called, please? Chinook winds. The Chinook, Chinook winds. Wind. I didn't know that. Hang on, Joyce. We got you. We're going to set you up with uh, tickets to see Andrew Santino and Bobby Lee. And it's Saturday, June 17th. The Met Philadelphia tickets are on sale now via Ticketmaster. Complete details at WMMR.com. Casey, should we go to this call now? Yeah. Since they're on the line. I know we're doing the entertainment report, but we have our coolest teacher on the line ready to talk. So it was uh, Northeast High School that got to vote. And they said that Matt Sislinski should be the coolest teacher. And Matt is on the line. Hey. Mr. Sislinski. Good morning, guys. Gat Zooks. Hey, Gat Zooks to you. Did I butcher your name or did I get it right? No, I actually got it pretty close. But how, how, say it again. I said a lot of people mispronounce the S. It's Solinski, silent S. Solinski. Uh, All right, Solinski. Got it. So in the ballpark. All right, well, listen. They voted for you, and you are now the coolest teacher at Northeast High School. And it says here uh, on my little info sheet that we found out about you, you're a physical education teacher. You teach health. How many years have you been there now? Uh, seven years now. Seven years, and how many total as a teacher? All seven. Oh, All wow. seven? All right. So, And then in that short time, relatively short time, you've totally eclipsed every other employee of the school. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, pretty surreal. Uh, there's a lot of great teachers there, and you know, there's a lot of competition up there. But um, yeah. you know, it's 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 an honor to be honest. I'm well, kind of that's speaking. awesome. You've made an impact. You made an impact, and that's got to count. So that's uh, and, and good on you. For hey, f- Matt, making people that inspired. Matt, are you uh, you local? Did you grow up in the area? I did. I actually grew up in Levittown, Pensbury grad. So, Kathy, five points to Bucks come. Yes! Thank you. Wait a minute. Wow. They can give out points? Now? Well, you yeah. Know, yeah, yeah, they yeah. can. Actually, yeah, we should. The one coolest teacher, one of the privileges, right? Yeah, so what are uh, what, what all do you do outside of the uh, of just uh, the physical education side, the, the teaching side of things? What else are you involved in at the school? Yeah, so we, um, we started a, a whole bunch of club sponsorship programs. So I also run the uh, strength training club at Northeast. Uh, I coach the bowling team, and I coach the boys' JV uh, varsity volleyball team. You guys have a bowling team? Yeah. We do. We do. Wow. It's, a club sport. it's a club sport, but we're actually pretty good. All right. It's club sport. Okay. okay. Nice. And listen, you're the strength and conditioning teacher. How how big are these teenage uh, exercise guru? you know, these, these kids Fanatics. that are into exercise now? Oh, they, 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 like, it's, it's so crazy to see the progression from their ninth grade year all the way up to their junior or senior year. They get pretty big. Uh, a lot of them, especially our football players, get big enough to the point where they're they're getting D1 offers, and then <laughs> some of them are going to about to enter the draft, going to Texas A&M and Nebraska and wow. and all these D1 schools. And it's it's really exciting to be able to help them and see them guide and guide them through all that. It's a whole whole new breed. I remember the, the universal in my high school was never touched. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. forget about that. Yeah, and, and it says here you're a uh, an Army veteran. How many years in the military? 
I did four years in the military. Nice. Well, uh, thanks for doing that, of course, and thanks for everything that you do as a teacher and as a uh, as a thank you, as a recognition of what great work you're doing, Matt. The uh, the kids are gonna. Give you the coolest teacher of the year coffee mug, the President Steve coffee mug, and also we're going to give you a $50 gift card from our friends at Five Below. So congratulations, brother. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. All right, Matt well Zelensky, Northeast nice High guy. School, coolest teacher right there. And the next one we'll find out tomorrow morning, and that's Villa Maria Academy in Malvern. Is the anomaly going to be if we get someone who's not a coach of some sort? Probably. Because it seems to be the run we're on right now. Everybody seems yeah. to coach something. Uh, so that's great, man. We're happy to hear about it. So thank you. All right. Um, I have a few stories to run by you. Uh, we're going to go with uh, this one. Mike Tyson revealed on a podcast recently that Jamie Foxx suffered a stroke yeah. last month. We, we, got, we had heard he was at an institute that dealt with the treatment of uh, for stroke victims. Correct, but I'm not sure what Mike knows about it, though. So they had said that, uh, you know, his family, uh, uh, Jamie's family, had said there was a medical complication. They didn't disclose what exactly it was. Uh, but Tyson said he's not feeling well. They said a stroke. However, the former boxer added that he didn't know the whole story. He essentially said, and I, and I quote, I have no idea what happened to him. Okay. So take that with a grain of salt. Um, now, Keith, he had heard it was a stroke. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, they, uh, apparently this uh, trauma center that he was sent to specializes in recovery following conditions such as stroke, spinal trauma, and traumatic brain injury. I think we would have known about traumatic brain injury or spinal trauma, so maybe a stroke is a more likely thing. The first second we're actually, um, you know, where he's seen talking or any video or photographs of him will allay a lot of this, and the fact that they're sitting on this right now makes me think it's a little bit more serious. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of strokes, Tom Arnold spoke with Entertainment Tonight at the FUBAR premiere on Monday about how suffering a mini-stroke last year changed his life. He said, oh, it changed big. I got kids. My kids, Jack and Quinn, are here. They're 10 and 7. I realized I better get in shape, and I better do it. You know, Arnold's, he's talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. He said he's had some, and he's a survivor, too. Uh, Arnold's had a stroke? He said he had many strokes. Okay. So my mom has had several of those. Right. And it doesn't necessarily Debilitate. have the full effects of a, of a stroke, but they can see that there has been... Um, history of something that's happened in there, you know, essentially blade and brain, um, bleeding in the brain. Um, Frankie Muniz mm-hmm. has had mul- m- many strokes, and yeah. he's fine, but it, it, it can, you know, it's not something you want to have. So Tom Arnold lost 75 pounds following the stroke, and he's also shared at the time that he suffered massive organ failure two years beforehand. Yeah. He said, I think as you get older, you gotta, you, uh, you've gotten through some stuff, and it was a great wake-up call for me. I said, every day you wake up, and to also think that this is not unlimited, like I'm 64, my kids are very young, so each day you got to try and make your best day with those kids. It's money in the bank. The memories, the stuff we do together, and I'm very lucky. I'm lucky to be a father. I'm lucky to be alive. Carpe banana. Carpe banana. He posted a photo the other day. He looks great. You know, yeah. he looks like he's in pretty, pretty decent shape and, uh, you know, more power to him. Because there, there were parts of, the, um, of his life where he did not look very good. You know, there are talks for a True Lies sequel. Yeah. 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 And that could work. It could work. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Kim Kardashian is opening up about how she views relationships following her divorce from Kanye West. I don't care. On Monday's episode of the On Purpose with Jay Shetty podcast, uh, she said that she doesn't consider their marriage to be a failure. Uh, She said, something I learned is that you cannot help people that don't want the help. 
Um, she said you can't force your beliefs and project that on someone that thinks something totally different. Actually, Shut yeah. the f- She's kind of right there. She's kind of right, but I don't want to give it to her. I know. But uh, the overall thing she has says here, I kind of agree with. So she didn't name him directly, but she said, it's okay to have those different views. It's why the world goes round. But if you don't align in the same values and morals and things at your core, then it's okay to realize that this life is so short and you should go and find the people that do align with what you really believe in. As a partner, yes, oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, she added that it, it she, does help. She doesn't consider the relationship a failure just because it doesn't work out in the end. Uh, she said, "Sometimes I feel like people think that if a relationship doesn't work out, that it's a failure." But I don't really look at it like that. Fifteen years together, ten years—that's not a failure. That's so beautiful. She said, "God damn!" So, right. <laughs> uh, what you don't want to do is surround just surround yourself in your entire life with people that align with you so you can hear differing points of view. But in a marriage, I think you got to see a lot the same way. Not everything, because my wife, she likes to sleep with no fan on and a thousand degrees. <laughs> right, yeah. exactly. I prefer sleeping the way a human would sleep. It's not everything. Not everything. I love her dearly. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jeff Bridges uh, gave fans a health update in a recent interview with AARP. After the Big Lebowski star was diagnosed with cancer and suffered from uh, COVID in 2021, he said that he was uh, filming the Old Man show, and he said doing those fight scenes for the first episode, not knowing that he had a nine by twelve inch tumor in his body. <sighs> After undergoing chemotherapy, he caught COVID, and he said, "I had no immune system to fight it." He said, "Chemo had wiped that out, which made it really, really tough." He said, "For me." Cancer was nothing compared to the COVID. Isn't that wild? Uh, the crazy heart actor added that he spent five months in the hospital, received plasma from patients who had recovered from COVID, and now he's doing better. And he says that his tumor has shrunk to the size of a marble. So that's excellent. He's very happy about Nine it. Nine by like- 12 inches, man? Yeah, that's huge. That is gigantic. Is that like basketball size? No. Well, I mean, 12, 12 inches. inches. You're talking about a foot. Yeah. So, you know. Well, you know what? Maybe. So I mean, that's it's like a sheet of paper, you know, maybe a bowling big. ball. Yeah. All right. Um, you like that showcase, right? The old man. Yeah, I did. Uh, it, it wrapped up weird. Okay. Uh, I was like, oh, there's still another episode left, and there was not another episode left. You sure you didn't do it, Kathy? You didn't just watch the last episode? No, <laughs> no, no, no. I took the whole journey, but right. uh, but the way it wrapped up, I was like, okay, I don't. Maybe there's going to be another season. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, we're going to circle back to Arnold Schwarzenegger for a moment. Uh, he told Entertainment Tonight at the <laughs> FUBAR premiere on Monday that he became addicted to working out every day due to his father's insistence that he work out first thing in the morning. <laughs> he said, you know, I don't consider myself disciplined because something that I've done since I was a little kid was working out in the morning. <laughs> he said, I remember when my father said, you cannot have breakfast first. You have to earn it. You have to do 200 sit-ups and push-ups. So that's how I grew up. Um, when I go away on vacation, I, I work out first thing in the morning cause to, to, so I can earn my cereal from Arnold Schwarzenegger's father. Mm-hmm. It's part of the deal. Uh, he said, so now this is what I do. Uh, I am now addicted to working out every day. 
Uh, if I am going to work out on a particular day, I do try to do it as early as possible. Well, Just yeah, we, we don't have that luxury during the week. Mm, nope. <laughs> Case, didn't you try that once? Oh, Working out time. before work? Yeah, I tried it. Yeah, <laughs> when I was uh, training for uh, my, I think it was my brown belt test. I'm like, okay. I'm going to get up before work, I'm going to work out before work, and I'm going to work out after work. I did it like two times. I'm like, this is impossible. I remember. uh, No way. I was on a vacation, and I was in a gym at 2.30 in the morning, uh, and and listen, you can get yourself up for it, but to me, it's not the optimum time. 2.30? No, no. Do you guys still consider Schwarzenegger sort of like, um, I don't know, uh, a a demigod? (laughs) Because there's something about that guy that, like, he was my favorite action hero growing up, far more than Stallone. I loved every movie that, that Schwarzenegger was in. And I know he had, like, he didn't have as many box office hits in the late 90s and early 2000s or whatever. But there's something about that guy that seems much larger than life to me. And the fact that he's friends with Burt Kreischer blows my mind. Do you know what I like? I like that he's become less so. I think he's become more of a, um, him with his, his donkey or whatever he has sure, in his sure. house. And all those, all those little uh, idiosyncrasies, I think, make him... Yeah, but yeah, think of where he populated in in that pop culture realm, Nick, and where he 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 was this dumb, perceived dumb bodybuilder who was actually very smart. Came into the country with with uh, Franco Colombo, Joe Weider yeah. brought them in. He was actually wealthy by the time he started to try to get into movies. He had a very successful bricklaying business. We're, so yeah, it's crazy. We're just we're in a day and age where we don't have as many movie stars anymore. Like you know, no. guys that can carry franchises, individuals, and, uh, and Preston's I, the last one. I know Preston. Yeah. I mean, he's at last of a dying breed. But Schwarzenegger to me is just one of these guys. Is I don't know. There's something larger than life to me. Yeah, no, so, I agree. Yep, I, he's he's still in that realm. I think. <laughs> yep, and he agrees. Uh, according to, to talking about uh, demigods, uh, Ariana Maddox from uh, Vanderpump Rules. Oh, my yeah. God. She, right. honestly, uh, step aside, Meryl Streep. Yeah. She didn't really move out of the house that she shares with her ex-boyfriend, Tom Oh, Sandoval. you're kidding. Yeah. I've never watched this. Real, real quick, I just need to ask, uh, I, I have to poll yeah. everybody in this room. How many minutes of Vanderpump Rules have you ever watched in your entire life? Zero. Okay. I don't even no. I I, I mention these people's uh, names all the time. I don't even know who they are. Zero. Can, are we, the, can, can uh, we stop? Can we stop talking about? Well, these it's very popular. Uh, I know, but like, I don't watch the Kardashians no. either. But, but you gotta. But we have all watched bits and pieces of Kardashians. He we, is we, the entertainment. I, 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 well, that's why I asked. Dude, I took a poll. this story. I took a poll. I this story is national news surfacing, and I avoided it for a little while. Okay, okay. But it was so. It was happening so often. My responsibility as a journalist, right? <laughs> It's true. Has dictated that I report true. on okay, these well stories. Then fine. You know what? Man? It's like, oh, so why mean. didn't you report Pearl Harbor? I was yeah. waiting for something bigger to break. I, I don't. I don't ever like take a stand about anything. But anytime you talk about Vanderpump, like, I'm leaving the studio. Steve, right. Casey is leaving the studio. I can't believe he, wow. there's a lot of things we talk about that I don't like at all. Like mm-hmm. I am surprised that this is what he did. We learn nothing, doesn't... Kathy, from Kim Kardashian, who says you can't surround yourself with people. <laughs> You just, could put up a picture of 20 people, and the Vanderpumps could be... You wouldn't uh, be able to pick up any any one of... At least the Kardashians, we all, like, know like, who they why are. And why, you know what I mean? I'm like, why do you even waste hours? Have you ever heard of Scandaval? I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to talking about these clowns. All right, we'll wave you back in when we're done. Wow. But this 25 listen. years, he's never done that. No. But I just think it's weird that it's this. I know. There's I so know. many things we Tim, talk about that... 
Kyle with the v- the vending machine thing. Things are getting to Casey lately. I don't know what it is. We're broken. I, we must be. I, I do I, I kind of admire that he took a stand on this. I just okay. find that it was odd. Right, well, let this me, was where he drew the line so in the sand. Odd. Let me, let Not me human just, trafficking. <laughs> right. <laughs> let me get, those stories are fine. Uh, so she says that uh, she didn't really move out of the house that she shares with her ex-boyfriend, Tom Sandoval. I, I, all right. And uh, the, she, while the Vanderpump Rules store was photographed loading boxes into a U-Haul and shared on her Instagram stories that she was ready to dip out, as we talked about yesterday. Oh, yeah, She's a dip ass. Uh, Maddox later shared that it was a stunt. She said, I'm moving up, not out. Well, not yet at least, she like said in the video. Explaining that she staged the move for a brand partnership. And she said, it's time to get my financial house in order. I will have more to share with you very, Shut very soon. Okay. Uh, the time I've seen, the, I became familiar with Lisa, Lisa Vanderpump from uh, the show <laughs> Pooch Perfect. She was one of the judges. Pooch and then Perfect. I became aware of the Vanderpump Rules reality show. Okay. Somebody wanted to know if we could uh, trade Vanderpump Rules for the connoisseur. Now we all agree, everyone hates the connoisseur. But yeah. had they asked them if they've tried out Connoisseur Plus, which now features a game show element. It does. Right. It does. Right, In I'll fact, I've got some good... We took that rancid turd. We'll probably have to do that tomorrow since we're right. going to be at Keenan's on Friday, but yeah. I have some new uh, uh, movie clips I think you guys will oh. enjoy. The winning's just beginning. Yeah. All right, so a couple other quick things. Uh, Kevin Hart took to Instagram recently to share his love for his daughter, Heaven, as she prepared to go to her prom. He said, I have no words, just pure joy. <sighs> Um, and the father duo were posing ahead of the uh, the big event. He said, my little girl looked unbelievable yesterday. Where does the time go? It's a beautiful picture because uh, he's sitting on her shoulders and uh, she's in her gown. Casey's back. Oh. Did hey. you manage to find a sandwich while you were out? <laughs> yeah, Burke Kreischer dropped <laughs> off some uh, some bagel sandwiches. And... <laughs> what, did you go foraging? Um, look, his daughter looks like, um, who does she, she looks very familiar. Gabriel Union a little bit. Gabriel Union, yeah, I maybe just, just a little bit. It's kind yeah. of a, it's not a close up shot, but uh, but uh, or Gabriel. Bring it on. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. thinking yeah. maybe she looks a lot like uh, Lisa Vanderpump because I have no idea what that chick looks like. <laughs> okay, have a bite of your sandwich. Yeah. Uh, Natalie Portman's last appearance in a Star Wars film was in 2005, but the closer actress uh, shared in a recent GQ series video series that she'd be open to starring in another She's one. Dead. Uh, when a fan asked Portman, that's right, she died in birth. Yeah, uh, when a Uba. fan uh, did we not hear Uba? When a fan asked Portman if she would reprise a role as Padme in the future, she replied, "I have no information on this. No one's ever asked me to return, but I'm open to it." She's currently working on the Lisa Vanderpump story. <laughs> we can only hope. Uh, I think a lot of people have gotten a um, a better appreciation for that second trilogy. I did not like Phantom Menace, but the other two films I thought had some really solid moments. I haven't watched them in so yeah. long; I couldn't tell you. All right, and then one final story. Uh, Julia Fox told Page Six at the Cannes Film Festival that she and her friend uh, Sarah Apple co-wrote a script for a movie called Lipstick Palm. What? Uh, the Uncut Jams Uncut star. Jams. Which, by the way, I finally saw, when you say that, yeah. I thought it maybe it was from the movie. No, it's, it's not. It was from an interview that she yeah. did. Yeah, Uncut Jams. And uh, she's got a really weird way that she talks. Like about, Have you seen Uncut Jams, though? No. She's very good in it. Actually. I heard it's yeah. intense. It is very intense. Uh, so she described the pl- uh, the plot as Weekend at Bernie's meets Spring Breakers. 
Uh, she said it's about these two girls. They're in L.A. They are classic. Uh, one is an aspiring actress. The other is a nepotism baby, she said. But her dad had like seven kids, so the pool has been diluted. Uh, they're drug addicts, so they are in recovery, but they are always in and out. There is a dead body involved somewhere. I don't yeah. give a f- So we'll see if uh, that has magic. Spring Breakers meets Burnt Weekend at Bernie. That's kind of the movie we've all been waiting for. All right, we're ready for Eclipse now. Halle Bailey has inspired a new generation of young women as she takes on the role of Ariel in The Little Mermaid. And here she talks about her own Role models. I had amazing role models before me, like Brandy as Cinderella and Anika Rose as Princess Tiana. So to kind of join them as one of the Disney princesses is an immense blessing for me. And the reactions are what keep me going. I don't <laughs> give a f- Um, She's gorgeous. Yeah, she is. Uh, the Little Mermaid hits theaters on Friday. Here's our next clip. Actor Jimmy Tatro is taking on the role of young Burt Kreischer in the upcoming film, The Machine. Yeah! And in this clip, he explains the definition of a kickback. Here we go. Okay, so a kickback is, uh, a kickback's more of a casual, you know, like the amount of people we have here right now, it's, it could be a kickback, but with an intention of drinking. Yeah! I don't know what that means, but yeah. uh, the Boys. machine is in theaters on a Friday. Is kickback a uh, a phrase that's being thrown around in the movie? Kickback or? to me is a financial gain yeah. that you get back, you know, yeah. from something you're involved in. It. Not unless he's actually talking about a physical kickback, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. All right. Well, anyhow, the machine opens uh, on Friday, which is awesome. Uh, and I think I'd like to. I have an idea of doing a, a quick little um, tribute for the machine and Bert. Okay, at Keenan's on Friday. Uh, so I'll, oh, I'll yeah. tell you guys, I, yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So, uh, and we're looking forward to that and we're excited for our buddy Bert and his movie opening up. All right. Um, in preparation for, uh, our holiday weekend, how about we set you up with a case of beer right now? I can give away for caller number 20, a case of victory motel Paloma. Paloma. And you got to try victory brewings, motel Paloma. It's the beer of the summer, grapefruit, blood orange, tangy lime, super crushable and out now ah. victories, motel Paloma. That should be like their, their ah. phrase. Ah. Uh, so caller 20 at 215-263-WMMR. You are good to go. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. We'll go live on Fox Good Day. We have a secret text word, by the way, a chance for you to win tickets to see Andrew Schultz, July 29th at Ocean Casino Resort in Atlantic City. So text word secret to 39333. We'll be back in a moment. This week, 93.3 WMMR continues our salute to 25 years of Preston and Steve. What the f- Listen as we recall a quarter century of stupid stunts, A-list guests, legendary live broadcasts, and charitable events that have made our mornings in the Delaware Valley better. That was awesome! Congrats on 25 years, guys. From 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks your mornings. Later on this morning, we're going to have Nate Berkus on, who is going to tell us about the uh, way to create a stylish, multifunctional outdoor living space this summer. Outdoor living space, yes. multifunctional. Mm-hmm. I, this, ju- this is my this is my realm. It's your jam, and, and uh, also wait. he's done some uh, Great Wolf Lodge uh, stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He designed. They redid the whole uh, outdoor space there, and he redesigned it all. I love Great Wolf Lodge. Yes, I know many times. I love <laughs> I'm, I'm, too, I'm too bad that my I'm I'm, I'm upset that my kids are uh, we're too Aged old to go there today. there now. Yeah, uh, but whatever. Take me. 
All right, we're going to... Yeah, I should take you. Daddy! Uh, right now, though, we're going to take a trip to the Just Saying Institute. Just Saying. The Just Saying Institute, home of the Casey Foster, Lisa Vanderpump Appreciation Center. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Uh, by the way, somebody texted in Casey and said, you should have a Snickers bar because you're not yourself when you're angry. I wasn't even angry. I, okay. just, I, right. I, I think it's a waste of our time. <laughs> Um, now, from the Just Saying Institute, have you guys ever heard of a thing called the Everything Shower? Yes. No. I have not. I've what heard is of an it? Everything like, Bagel. Yeah. Do you know? Do oh, you want to no, explain it? right. Everything seeds, Bagel. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, the Everything Shower. It's unlike the standard lather, rinse, and repeat. Uh, the Everything Shower is a time to do pretty much everything. So oh. rituals vary from person to person. The routine may begin with some pre-shower prep, such as applying a hair mask, a face mask, even teeth whitening strips. I do that. There may also be soothing candles or music in the mix. And then comes the actual shower, which could involve several steps of skin cleansing, loofah scrubbing, no. dry brushing, and multiple rounds of shampoo and conditioner. No, I take like a military shower. Yeah, I'm the same way. Uh, but there are times where I do, not to that full extent, but I tried the dry brushing and all that kind of stuff What's for a dry while. brushing? It's that, um, a dry brush. Like and you you basically brush your skin. It helps with like circulation. You'll you'll you can like do your legs. You go in like a circular motion or you brush down. I forget what the actual rules parts? are. Uh, no 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 no. So it's not it's for your skin. All right. How is it dry if you're in the shower? Well, it's typically it's typically not. The one that I had was do, not. Okay, it was so like, this maybe you do it right before you get in. Yeah, the water. before or after. Okay. And so it's a it's a brush to maybe get that the excess skin off of the the top layer. Is that what that uh, is? I or guess it could like that. Mine was being used for circulation in my body. Oh, okay. Um, does anybody brush their teeth in the shower? I do. Not all the time. I do Rochelle not. does. does uh, she, yeah. she keeps her toothbrush and toothpaste in the shower. I don't like to do it that way. Neither do I. Uh, but, that's uh, where I poop. That, <laughs> wow. That's her thing. That's kind of the only bathroom activity, Steve, that I've never done, <laughs> at least on purpose, <laughs> well, in the shower. What do you mean? Yeah. Be, I'd be, I'd be yeah. in the shower, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've shaved, brushed and my pleasure teeth. yourself. Uh, but, yeah. I kind, but I kind of get this because uh, there are times where, yes, like you'll do a quick shower or yeah. your normal normal shower. And then there are days, and I don't set them aside, but I'm like, oh, I have a little bit extra time. Okay, I'm going to do the, you know, the face treatment, the this, oh, then that. And, and tie it all together. And tie it all together in that shower. If I'm going to spend extra time, it's just to I, I incrementally bring, make the water hotter and hotter and <laughs> hotter. And, and then eventually just, you know, you're kind of like doing a standing up hot tub routine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and no. so that's what. I will do what your wife is a psychopath who will get into the shower and then turn the water and then on. Turn it on. No, like, I don't know no, how no, she does no. it. No. Well, you know there's <laughs> there's the, the, the whole trend with the um uh, the cold tubs, the ice tubs uh-huh. that no. we're buying. So <laughs> people are doing this now, and at no. the end of their shower, they're turning it to freezing Shame cold. Is but, doing that now. I mean, she's essentially doing that in the beginning. I could see that. I could see after a really hot shower because I've I love uh, a swimming pool hot tub combination where you can get in the pool. It's kind of chilly. Then you get warm up in the hot tub, and then right before you get to put your clothes back on, you jump back in the cold water. I like that last-minute cool thing. But I no way am I about to just step into the shower no. and just turn in the water My on. ritual is when I leave work in the morning, I turn the shower on in preparation for tomorrow morning shower. There you go. So That's a good enough. idea. Yeah, yeah. No, it, I, I found that the optimum amount of time is while I'm brushing my teeth, the water warms up perfectly yeah. uh, for oh. me. So that's what I do. I want it hot. I brush my teeth after the shower. Uh, no, I do. I use it as because uh, after you've cleaned out your butt, uh, time uh, uh, time management uh, at you know 
four right. in the morning. Yeah, sure. I, I use the brushing teeth of the uh, to to be the warm up uh, for the shower. Uh, I get it. That's logically mm-hmm. sound. Uh, I approve. Um, and but you and Steve shower every morning. Uh, Casey and I and Kathy, I think too, shower. We're not together, but shower at night. <laughs> we, um, should, though. we should though save water. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but what I like to do, Preston, when I shower in the evening is <laughs> I use the shower head to pre-brush. So that'll be on my water pick in okay. the shower, and then I feel like I've you you, bl- you blow the shower nozzle into your mouth. Uh-huh. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, by the way, it says you're also... <laughs> I like to make... <laughs> Dude, do you ever do this with the water into your mouth? Do you, um, do you make jet sounds with it? Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because it actually, Steve makes a really great jet I have no sound. Doubt. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I don't know what As you mean. As the water is coming into your mouth, you blow out. Yeah. And it, and it sounds like Top Gun jets. Yeah, do it tomorrow morning. Yeah. He's right. What? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. No. All right, record <laughs> it. I, I, what I need is you to illustrate right. this, to, to show this I'll, to I'll me. live stream from the shower Record tonight. it. Yeah. And I'll send it to you guys. I'll, I'll hold the shower head for you. I would say that it's uh, bizarre that Casey does this, but then that Nick completely agreed and huh? does the same thing. Um, we, yeah, we could One here. of you tomorrow or tonight, since you take your evening showers, yeah. take the phone in there okay. and film yourself doing this because I need to see what you're talking about. I don't know the jet yeah. sound thing. Your phone is water resistant. Okay. No. I mean, I know so. I can I can do it without water. Just right, right. That type oh, of thing. Way better than that. Okay. Yeah, because you get the echo of the shower yeah. too. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I think uh, was it Ridley Scott or Tony Scott? I think that's what they used as like uh, the the sound producers right. in Top Gun and Maverick. Preston, I don't know if it sounds the same outside of my ears though. That's the thing. In my own ears, right, it right, sounds. Right. I don't know what it sounds like. <laughs> okay. To somebody well, listen. That's I still want to know. Yeah. I want to know. Yeah. By the way, it says you're also in an everything shower after the shower. People might indulge in some all over body moisturizing as well as hair drying and makeup uh, apply, applying makeup. Moving up. Uh, but according to Dr. Cameron Rokshar, who oh, is a board-certified board dermatologist and founder of the New York Cosmetic Skin and Laser Surgery Center, showering for long periods of time can actually dry out the skin. I've heard that, yeah. He said, we know for a fact that hot water dries out your skin, and extremely hot water is even worse. And the longer you stay in the shower, the drier your skin becomes. Do you lotion. ever have the situation where... Um, uh, like there are parts, it's like almost like scratching your back with the water, where it, it almost it feels good, like the same sensation as if you were scratching an itch, yeah, especially mm. in the winter, right? Yeah, it, mostly get, in the winter. Yeah, yeah, you get dry skin. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I don't think I've experienced that. There's a whole this bunch and of... the jet thing. I need to. Yeah. I need to get it. I, I well, got to get well, with it. You and I routinely take quick showers, so that's yes. you know in and out and do the deal and and. Uh, do you do any more in the, in your shower regimen? Do you bring in office work? <laughs> no, but there are, like, I'm thinking of all of, and it's mainly based around the products that I have. Okay. So I'll have, like, an exfoliate, you know, I have to exfoliate my face. Right. There's there's one in the shower, so I you know, haven't used it in a week or whatever, so right. I'll do that. There's, like, a mask that goes on my face that stays on for 15 minutes. There, oh, I'd like, love to see that. There's all kind the, the dry brushing I did for a little while. That was annoying because that was, like, took forever. Kathy, how often and how many, like, uh, how many times a week do you wash your hair? I wash my hair every other day. Okay, and and so every other time you shower, essentially, yeah, like every other shower. Okay, well, yeah, no, because I shower multiple right, right, times right. in a day, but so but every other day I wash my hair. Today's a hair washing day. Yay! Exciting. Uh, by the way, somebody texted and said, "Do you guys use your hand as a squeegee to remove the water off of your body before you reach for your towel?" No, no. I do no. that. I do kind of yeah. uh, air dry in the shower before I get out a little bit, you know, for like a minute. Yeah, I'll just kind of do a quick, you know, no, 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 no. Let the dog water lick off. all the water off. 
first, right? What's that? Let your dog lick all the water off first. Sure. It's, it's I great. squeegee the walls of the shower, and so oh. by the time I finish that, I'm partially dried. Yeah. So I do that. I do the uh, the, the, the the glass part, yeah. and then, then I, I squeegee down all that stuff so you don't get that, that buildup. The hard water buildup, right. yeah. And uh, I do uh, left arm dry, right arm dry, head dry, um... And then I open up the door and then step out onto the mat and then I do the rest of the body dry. And then I take a big dump. Uh, so oh. Dr. Cameron Rockshar uh, recommends uh, staying in the shower for no more than 15 minutes at a time. But if you're going to take a longer shower, it's crucial to follow up with a thick moisturizer over the entire body. So that I don't do. All right. Then, then I've been told I have very soft skin. Is there anything in the study about uh, cold baths and, and uh, no. like plunging and stuff? Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've just read a lot about that lately and, like, uh, the benefits for athletes and stuff. It, it boggles the mind. It's, I have no interest in it, but people are claiming it's great, especially post-workout. Uh, I tried it one time in the shower, and I was like, I hate cold water. I am not doing this yeah. again. Mm. Um, but these everything showers, I'm reading that it's beneficial for mental health. Like, it's sort of oh. just like a yeah, way to relax. I and, see that. Yeah. It's like uh, Calgon, take me away. Totally. Sort of, yeah. Yeah. I have been doing the sauna uh, more often. I'm doing that like uh, post workout these days, and I, I it took a little while, but now I enjoy it. Okay, I don't know if you guys are down with the you know Not sitting post workout. Yeah, like after a workout, I, I don't want to be hotter. I'm already sweaty, so yeah. that's why I think I'm okay. I'll do it I, after I can, a workout. Mm-hmm. I can do the heat. I, any of that, like the sauna, all of that stuff. I I like that stuff, but the cold, like the cryotherapy, I've done a number of times. It don't is like, like it. I have to force myself yeah. to go and do that. And the same thing with I try. Like I said, they tried the cold shower. It was awful. Yeah. I'm just, mm-hmm. I can't do it. Uh, a shower in the morning is essential to for my waking up process. I agree. It, it has to be hot. And uh, and then I do at least another one, sometimes two more. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so everything shower. Everything you wanted to know about it. I've got other things from the Just Saying Institute. Researchers at the, and I was always curious about this. Researchers at the University of California, Los Angeles, discovered that smoking cannabis does not pose the same risks as smoking tobacco. Uh, They conducted a study using uh, longitudinal data published in the journal Chronic Obstructive Pulmonary Disease, uh, which revealed that cannabis use does not increase the likelihood of developing um, COPD, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, even among individuals with a high clinical risk for the disease. So I always thought, listen, you're taking smoke into your lungs and that uh, you could probably end up with COPD. Now, it's not good for you to do it. No, it's not. Without question, but... It's not the same thing as as t- tobacco smoke. I wonder how much that is based on the fact that your average cigarette smoker is smoking more frequently than your average pot smoker. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Uh, the researchers examined a group of middle-aged and older individuals who were either current or former tobacco smokers and found no connection between cannabis smoking and the progression or development of COPD. It says mm. no connection. What about mm. um, uh, emphysema? Don't know. Because here's the deal. I don't know what the difference between that and uh, COPD is. Exactly. So. spelling. Well, yeah. and there's no, tons, but ever... there's tons of research saying that it, right. it does damage to the lungs. Yeah. It might be not the same and as it, cigarettes, it, but it's not right. healthy for your lungs. Dr. Mike says, uh, and he's right, anytime you bring something into your lungs like that, it's going to cause damage. Well, just <laughs> take a look at the end of a joint or a bowl or a bong after several uses. Uh, there's a ton of um, resin, resin stuff in yeah. there. So. <laughs> Whatever's happening there is also happening in your inside your body. I would imagine, right? I I, I don't know. I, I would assume. I would, I would assume so as well. But 
Uh, what is the difference between emphysema and COPD? Is one more deadly than the other? Uh, uh, I think do we it, know. Well, like Carson died from emphysema. Mm-hmm. Um, Johnny Carson. He was a lifelong smoker, right? He was a, yeah, hardcore smoker. I I, I don't know. Uh, you know uh, the um, here's a study. I think I they're up similar. That, that answers Casey's question. Right, that em- emphysema is more common in marijuana smokers than cigarette. Okay, uh, it says seventy five percent in this study. I don't know where this is from. Just saying, Institute. Uh, a a mar- percent society of marijuana smokers had emphysema versus sixty seven percent in tobacco only smokers. So little, a uh, little less than ten percent. Remember the the thing they used to call popcorn More. lung with the vaping. Yeah. Remember yes. that? Yes. Popcorn lung. Yeah. And, and you don't hear about that that much these days. And that had to do with. Uh, was it, was it nicknamed that because of a microwave popcorn? That's what it Breathing was. that in is 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 not good as well. I don't know. I remember. I, I think I remember. Popcorn lung didn't that. sound good to me. I know. That's mm-hmm. all I remember. So emphysema is included under the COPD umbrella. Okay. All right. Hang on. Doctor Mike's on. Oh, there we go. Let's get the there good doctor go. and medicine in Fox Twenty Nine, which we're going to go live on in about um, I don't know fifteen twenty minutes. Doctor Mike. Good morning. Well, hello there. So. <laughs> Emphysema is, uh, it's, it's the same, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease is the term that we use. And, and that happens when people have smoked for a long period of time. Uh, I mean, other things can cause it. But, but the bottom line is, is that when it comes to marijuana, to pot, uh, as you said, Steve, I don't like putting anything in my lungs. And to, to, to look at the literature, uh, th- there are less carcinogens in, uh, in, in marijuana than there are tobacco. Okay. So th- there's no question about it. Tobacco smoke has about 4,000 different entities that can cause cancer. And, and so there, there is some benefit, but I'm not a big fan of putting anything in the lungs. And, and, and I have a patient who uh, 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 smoked pot their entire life and have damage to their lungs because of some of the um, uh, the the uh, uh, plant uh, uh, stuff that they use to to uh, kill insects and stuff. Oh, like sure, that. Yeah. right, right, right. So uh, uh, you know, he he has inhaled that. Oh, uh, so my- I. I just don't believe in putting anything in your lungs. And there's some literature coming out about, uh, you know, especially developing brains and adolescents and people with a history of mental illness. Got to be careful with this. And, sure. and I'm all about uh, uh, free will and, and, and liberalizing the use of marijuana. Uh, but um, it's not for everybody. And you don't want to use it too much. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I certainly understand the, uh, the being wary when uh, smoking anything. Um, but that begs the question of your perspective on edibles medically well i think they're they're better than inhaling anything that's for sure the problem with edibles is that some people uh, don't feel the effects right away yes uh, and then they they overdo it and then they end up with with problems yes. and 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 still uh i i don't want someone doing anything like that and then driving a truck yeah uh, you, you know what i mean what i, I just uh, get nervous <laughs> about that and uh steve you and i've talked about this i mean the the, the bottom line is is that uh, th- there's all kinds of poisons out there. I mean, alcohol causes about seven different cancers. Yeah. And, and so what you want to try to do is to, to find something in your life that gets you to that place where you don't need a chemical. You don't need something to get you calm. You May I recommend actually, something, Mike? Y- yeah. Radio-controlled aircraft. Oh, uh, yes. 
Well, that's why I was, you know, I, I was a loner in high school. But I, you, you know, the bottom line is that, that you want to do the things that you mentioned. Look, and, and the hot shower story, I yeah. think it's great. Uh, you know, Chicago had a song called An Hour in the Shower. Probably not good for your skin, but uh, it, it's, it's, it's a place where you can go and relax. Yeah. And, and you you have to find ways to un uh, de-stress. And mm. Steve, you and I've talked about it. You need a hobby. You need something it's to true. let go. I think Preston golf is your thing. That you is. Know, you, you need somewhere where you can go, so you don't have to get high. You get high on, on life. Is good for you. Yes, right. I, we we do talk about that. I, I'm a big proponent of that. But so in this case, at least on this general information. Pot comes out a little ahead of knowing that you don't want to really bring anything alien into your lungs that way. But if you're going to, you're right. going to err on the side of caution. Pot lesser right. of two from evils. A, from purely a carcinogenic perspective, there's much less in right. terms of carcinogens in pot than there is in tobacco. However, there's, there's no redeeming value right. to tobacco. I, okay. I'm telling you. But don't and, overdo it, especially if you're in a, a developmental stage in your life. Oh, God. Forget it, man. <laughs> forget it. The brain is this beautiful machine developing and, and, and growing. And if you're an adolescent, don't do it, man. Yeah. Don't do it. All right. Love it. Love Great you. Words of knowledge from Dr. Mike. Love, love you. you. All right, love we'll you. see you, Dr. Love Mike. You. Love you. I told him that people use now, they say, I love you like Dr. Mike. And I, yep. I, I go, see, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. All right, uh, let's go somewhere else to just say this to. We got the good doctor's information, and now back to all the professors and statisticians at I mean, work. This is an incredible facility, if you stop and think about it. It's basically the size of West Virginia. Um. So did you know this, that 92% of all UFO sightings in the world take place in the United States. Yeah, I knew that. Uh, <laughs> uh, since record-keeping began, uh, 1, uh, 126,094 sightings have been reported. Canada has the second most sightings with 5,696. And the U.K. comes Mostly in, dragons, right? in third with 3,146 sightings. But the U.S. is 126,000, so way, way more. So what's Canada's number again? Uh, 5,696. All right, so a bit more rural uh, in a lot of spots, but we have, this is a big country here. Uh -huh. um, yeah, I, I wonder. All this stuff that's coming out now about the different, uh, you know, whether it be the uh, the CIA or uh, other letter agencies releasing information that they've collected about unidentified flying objects, not necessarily extraterrestrial, but mm -hmm. it's kind of interesting. Uh, UFOs in Canada tend to stick around for over five hours, and the most common UFO description is of strange lights in the sky. Take me to Tim Hortons. Uh, interestingly, in France, the most common UFO shape is a triangle. Uh, which states spot the most unidentified objects in the sky? They would be California, Florida, Washington, Texas, and New York. They no Arizona? Up, they make up the top five. No. There's more people not. in all those states, too. Okay. It's true. The that makes sense. Yeah. Did yeah. you know, and I just looked this up, there are more people in California than there, all, uh, than there are in all of Canada. I did not know that. There's 39 plus in, uh, million in California and, and 38 million in all of Canada. Wow. There was like some documentary thing that I saw. I, I, it had to have been on Netflix, but uh, there was UFO sightings. Uh, and it was in Canada where the UFO showed up all the time. 
And they, and as a matter of fact, at one point they were interviewing these people, and, and back in the window you saw it like show up, like hello, and uh, it, it was just it was like clockwork. The, the, so the, this this UFO or UFOs would appear at the same time. Yeah, these people. Was there any mm-hmm. any attempt at giving it a a a worldly or a, a logical explanation, or they, could they could they explain what the story was? Yeah, you know, I wish I could remember exactly every, how everything shook out, Steve. But yeah. um, did it involve Reese's Pieces? No. Yeah. No. Damn. Because that's my favorite kind of alien. Uh, yeah, they love them on Queef Splat. Absolutely. Queef Splat. That's, their, that's their favorite. Yeah, it's a botanist day. <laughs> so, uh, let's see. The subject is according to the investigator Nick Pope. He said the subject has come out in the fringe and into the mainstream, which has led to lots more people speaking out about their own sightings and encounters as well. It's so, pretty wild. Yeah. You, you say you believe. You saw a UFO. Again, we don't. No, 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 I I saw uh, what what turned out to be a uh, a, a rocket launch. A rocket launch. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I don't believe in. Uh, I believe in intelligent life elsewhere. Yeah. I wholeheartedly believe in that. Uh, but but I think the um, the size of everything is the scope is just astronomical, just way too big that we have multiple you know visitors hanging around and and taking a look at things. That's crazy. Stuff. I just I don't believe it. What do you believe? I, I believe the stuff that's coming out now, there's a lot of stuff that's inexplicable. So I'm a little bit more open to interplanetary travel I or wormhole technology or from within our own planet. Um, Interesting. Inter- right. Yeah. Or interdimensional wow. travel. I'm a, Never thought about that. But Loch Ness, that's a crock of crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Steve, I don't disagree with you, but you know what gets uh, you know what gets my goat? Yeah. Is, uh, yeah, maybe it is. You don't know boo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, like uh, conspiracy theories surrounding it. Like if these things happen, I just, they are so vast and they are so big that there's no way it could be covered up at this point. There, there's and just, man. there's too many phones out there with too many cameras. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I can't. I I'm can't coming around. That. I'm coming around. On conspiracy theories? No, and there's some. There's some things that I've long held true that I'm like, I don't know. And then you see stuff yeah. start to come out, and it's yeah, you would figure, but it turns out. Look at how Blofeld pulled it. He had a whole goddamn operation inside a volcano. Yeah. That's a good that point. one guy would go to the Wawa and go. By the way, I work in a volcano. <laughs> so, um, you know, right? You know, people the Those way they are with eat. their volcano secrecy. Yeah. I remember, and you, you'll like this because it's Batman related. Uh, in the uh, Justice League, there was a, so, uh, somebody had written out a dissertation on how it would have been impossible uh, for Bruce Wayne to keep quiet the way they built that yeah. lab underneath a lake, <laughs> uh, yeah. and how he there was it, it would be absolutely impossible for one person to put all that together. You would figure, right, that yes. somebody somewhere, mm-hmm. by the way. Ed, tell them about the lake you're working under. Yeah, right, yeah. right. But if you watched uh, Better Call Saul, because they kind of go into how uh, Gus Frayne built the underground lab, and and he was able to get these people from overseas and have them do all of this work. It was under like very very covert like operations, and they were you know paid handsomely. You know, NDA agreements and all that stuff. So and I if mean, it can make you disappear, as they say, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, like mm-hmm. like Sasquatch does. They takes out the people who are lipping off too much. Hmm. They the people that did this disappeared. There you go. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Well, maybe 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 the back cave is possible. Yeah. I don't know. I want one. If let, it is, let's see where else we can go on the Justine Institute. A UK study found that morning sex may be more satisfying than afternoon or nighttime romps. And the best time to do it is 7.30 in the morning. Right. 
Research just before the, uh, the, the, what is it, the half hour into uh, GMA? Uh, researchers took data from 500 men and 500 women aged 18 to 65. Participants rated their enjoyment of sex out of uh, 10, uh, enjoyment out of, huh? of sex out of 10.66% Shows morning sex is the most satisfying, and only 2% said 11 p.m. was the best time. Uh, the survey also found that most people focused best at 10 a.m. and craved a snack at 3.30 in the <laughs> afternoon. Uh, 27% of participants started to crave an alcoholic drink around 6 p.m. <laughs> so if you're talking the, the weekend, that's about... Hey, I, I doubt... You ever wait to miss us up at two thirty in the morning? Go, <laughs> let's go, boy. Let's go for it. No, but yeah. it's uh, but they're saying that uh, the most satisfying time to have sex is seven thirty in the morning. I'm not a big fan of morning sex. Well, bad breath. You have to go. You know, Man, the, just, I'm still I'm waking yeah, up. Yeah, you haven't had your cereal. I, even even in in my in my prime. Yeah. Um, I haven't had your blueberry. I don't, I don't think that uh, mornings were. No, I'm more of a. Let me get up, get my day going, and you know what's funny though is, is for dudes, uh, it's a great way to go to sleep, right? Yeah, because there's like that natural sedative that happens uh, after you cross the finish line, and uh, so like if there is morning sex involved, I, I just want to go back to bed afterwards. But if yeah. it's night sex, uh, I'm like, okay, cool, sleepy time. Yeah, totally. That was that's part of it too. But I remember the yeah, the evening was always. Made for Michelob. It was well. No, that's the weekends. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, uh, but um, yeah, even I just thought uh, sex was a little bit more. Uh, I don't know, uh, desirable. Does this break it down by sex? The, the survey? No, it doesn't. Okay. I mean, it. I, I sexual have, act. I just have a portion of the uh, finger the, blasting. Uh, no, I don't say anything about that. <laughs> I just have a portion of the of the story because it was uh, from a larger article that I didn't feel like going through. Yeah, so, it. it was getting too sexy. Yeah. All right, we'll go into something else here. Uh, let's see. Although 71% of Americans think that it's rude to come to work sick. Sick. Adults suffer symptoms for an average of two days before admitting that they are sick. Sick. And a poll of 2,000 U.S. adults found that about one in four believe that they can will their sickness away. Yeah. Uh, fifty. So essentially they're saying it's rude to come to work sick. Sick. Yes. I'll tell you this. Um... So I haven't been, I haven't, not knock on whatever approximates wood here, I haven't been sick in a while. Um, the thing that I, if I'm going to miss a day, and which is incredibly rare, it'll be a stomach virus, something stomach virus related. That's what will get me. But I don't, I, I don't have to power through a, a cold. Kathy, you're... You're always battling something. Well, and here's the thing. I'm. I. That's where I stand. I do think it's rude when people come to work sick. You might feel like you're okay, but you're spreading germs all over the place, and someone like me is going to get it, and it's going to wipe me out for a week. Yeah. By the way, it says 59% of respondents have said that they have allergies when they were actually sick. Sick. So, well, and I think a lot of time people don't know the difference, and so the, the allergies yeah. is like a way to be like, don't worry. Don't worry. It's just allergies. You can't get it. Well, then the, the hypochondriacs of everything, whatever oh, you have, they immediately Whenever somebody says it's just yeah. allergies to me, I'm like, mm-hmm, sure. <laughs> yeah. Go get, take a COVID test. Uh, which symptoms were finally the ones that convinced Americans to stay home, curl up in bed? Uh, fever, number one. I that, got a fever. A fever will floor me. Yeah. Really? Absolutely. That is when it is the absolute worst for me. Yeah, I, I just... When you... So what... I get a little delirious. Um, shiver? Uh, yes. And it's that's like, horrible. You're hot-blooded. You gotta, you gotta check, check and, check and see. see. Yeah. Uh, no, bad uh, news. You've you, got a fever of 103. Usually, the fever usually comes from body aches, too. Yeah. And, and uh, you've got double vision. And it's just <laughs> horrible. 
In fact, I have the entire foreigner <laughs> library. That's crazy. Uh, when I get sick, so I just wanted you to know that. Foreigner Gig Clinic. Do you think that you have uh, symptoms before the fever shows up? Because when I get the fever, <laughs> uh, no pun intended, <laughs> um, I, I, that's when I know that I'm really sick. If I feel like I have a fever and I check my temperature or whatever, I'm like, all right, I actually am ill. But something sometimes I'll have a cough a couple days beforehand or whatever. I'm like, no, maybe it is allergies. You know, maybe I'm, I can deny the fact that I'm actually ill. And then I'm like, oh, wait, crap. Well, I you need a yeah, box fever. Yeah, I can kind of... <laughs> You get cold as ice. Yeah, yeah. you get clammy and, and, uh, yeah. You're as cold as ice. You're as cold as ice. It's crazy, though, because when you do get that fever, you better get to the urgent care center, like, ASAP. (laughs) I've got bad news for you. Your heart has turned to stone. (laughs) God, I haven't heard urgent in a long time. Urgent. Yeah. Can I help you? Yes, I want to know what love is. Uh, so fever, weakness, and stomach aches are the top three for people when they... What song is this? Uh, long, long, uh, long way Long way home, the, yeah. Uh, That's right. All right, so we've gone through the foreigner library. Not, not yet. Not Honestly, yet. We'll, well, okay, go ahead. We, we, we still have more. <laughs> well, I know. I was joking. Oh, I'm not saying uh, we've gone through the entire good. library. They were chock full of hits. I mean, honestly, this feels like the first time that we've talked about this. So. All right. Uh What is this one? Hang on. (laughs) These guys just write all the songs in the waiting room of the doctor's office. I've been waiting for a nurse like you. (laughs) We're turning that off now. We are? Yes, we are. We are. Does that kill the uh, YouTube stream when we do this? Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, probably. it does. That's yeah. a shame. Because we're playing all this uh, well, music that uh, we are not allowed to. Can you get away with a few seconds? Fair I use? Think, I, no. I, I don't think so. Fair dinkum? All right. Uh, let's see. I'm going to do one more. By the way, Fox uh, Good Day has been canceled. What? There's a connection issue, so uh, I can stretch on a little bit more with the Justine Institute. But I wanted to throw this out there. A recent study surveying 1,800 American women found that 62% of participants reported being afraid of giving birth. I am. This fear is called uh, tacophobia. Okay. Which is spelled T-O-K-O-phobia, not (laughs) T-A-C-O. Maybe it's tocophobia. I don't know. Tacos. I'm surprised that there are this many people on this planet (laughs) considering how uh, violent and painful childbirth is. Uh, especially, well, I mean, listen, back in the day, they didn't really know how to, uh... Give birth. No, no, no. There was no, um, child, what's the word I'm looking for? Birth control. Birth control, yeah. Well, they did. They used, uh, stones. Yeah. Um, no, there was no, uh, it's, it wasn't as effective as it is now. I rocked them. Uh, so, yes, uh, the, the 62% are reported being afraid of giving birth. This fear, called tocophobia can impact women who have never had a baby and women who had a traumatic experience around childbirth. Mm. Uh, fears can stem from uh, concerns about pain, doctors, and children in general. And, Kathy, you pretty much had that, right? I mean, I, there was the needle, the epidural. It was all of it. Oh, but dude. what about, what about yeah, labor and all that? Did that freak you out, too? No, because I never experienced it. So, like, really? I didn't know. You know what I mean? I didn't know really what to expect. It was... The thought of that needle, and mm. then if not being able to do it, then I guess the pain with the labor. Like, 
to me, I would would have wanted that. Okay. Or, or the thought of a dwarf punching its way out of your uterus. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this is interesting. While most respondents uh, were white women, black mothers were twice as likely to have a strong fear of childbirth. And this could be due to the fact that black mothers face three times the risk of dying from pregnancy complications. I was not aware oh, of that. That's scary, man. Yeah. Uh, a fear of pregnancy can cause a woman to avoid sex or feel disconnected from their unborn child if they are pregnant. If they're afraid, if they're actively pregnant and afraid, that can cause a, an issue. My mom um, revealed something to me recently. I'm, I'm 47. I'll be 48 this summer and I have two younger brothers. And apparently um, she had three C-sections. And by the third, there was so much uh, scar tissue that had built up. It was very dangerous to have a third C-section. And that's why she got her tubes tied. And, and that, my, my youngest brother, Josh, was the last of the three of us. Um, but she apparently... Um, do you guys remember uh, Booth Maternity Ward? It was down, it might have been before you guys got mm-hmm. here, President Steve, but it was yeah. down the road uh, on City Avenue. That's where my two younger brothers were born. And it was a hospital dedicated to um, women giving birth. That was it. It was pe- There were no other, ah. um, um, and I was wondering if any maternity wards like that exist anymore. Yeah, Booth Maternity Center. Established in 1971. We would take the train, my mom and I would, and we'd get off of the Overbrook station and, and walk over. And, and it was interesting to me that it was an entire hospital dedicated to that. And yeah. I don't know if those types of hospitals hmm. exist like a, anymore. Like a straight maternity hospital? Yes, yeah. There were no other procedures being done there, Steve. It huh. was just pregnant women. I can't uh, say that I've heard of that either. Yeah, and it seemed to me well, like... Check it see. <laughs> it seemed like a pretty good idea to me, and I'm surprised that they don't exist anymore. Huh. All right. Uh, well, interesting. So, just another bit of info to pass along from the Just Saying Institute. We're going to have to uh, close up now and move along, friends. Just saying. We're going to step off of the campus of the JSI, the Just Saying Institute. But hopefully you learned something uh, today as we talked about these things. We're going to take a break, come back in a second. Bizarre file stories on the way. Uh, and the first one I'll start with speaks to Nick. Ah. So we'll come back in a moment. Stay with us. The MMR app can't remember your Wawa order, but it can pair with your Bluetooth or Apple or Android car system, streaming us right into your speakers. Oh, and if you could grab us a meatball shorty and an iced tea, that'd be great. Thanks. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Steven's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Steven's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Listen up, some amazing news from our friends at Window Nation. You can modernize and reinvest in your home today with new windows from Window Nation with their best deal. It's 0% interest for five full years. Plus, get two windows free with every two you buy. It's a double deal. You'll get more comfort, lower energy bills, higher home value, and jealous neighbors. All with impeccable construction and expert installation. Call today, 866-90NATION, or visit windownation.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Final. Brought to you this morning by 
Red Robin. Moms, dads, and grads give the gift of yum by buying a $25 Red Robin gift card now through June 18th. And get a $5 bonus buck reward for you. Redeemable June 19th through August 13th. So, here we go. Nick, this is for you. All right. In Kentucky, a man was shot over the weekend in Louisville, and police say it was over a Hot Pocket. Hot Pocket! (laughs) Yes. Well... I think when the man shot, he screamed, oh, no. Uh, The police arrested 64-year-old Clifton Williams on Sunday after they said he shot his roommate following an argument. Police said the Williams roommate that said that Williams's roommate had eaten the last no! hot pocket, so he started throwing tiles at him. I don't know why tiles happen to be handy at the moment, but he started throwing them. Oh no! Uh, arrest slips say that the roommate tried to leave, but Williams went inside and got a gun. Uh, the man was then shot in the buttocks as he was trying to leave. Oh no! The victim traveled a few blocks to get help, was taken to the hospital to be treated for non-life-threatening injuries. That's a damn good commercial for Hot Pockets. Williams is being charged with assault and has been ordered not to have contact with the victim. (laughs) I can see his point. Where's my damn Hot Pocket? Oh, no! A 37-year-old man... Save it. A 37-year-old man uh, claiming to be a time traveler. Huh. Was arrested after allegedly hurling a brick through a family's window. We come from the future. We use bricks a lot. On Saturday, Ocala police responded to a possible burglary. The victims claimed that they heard a loud crash, and when they checked on their baby, they found a smashed window and a brick on the floor. In my time, this is how we say hello. uh, They also said they found a book outside that did not belong to them. And when officers found suspect Daniel Robert Dinkins, he admitted that he threw the brick through the window because... He was a time traveler and needed to save the baby from something wow. way in the future when the child is much older. He's like uh, Cable. Yeah, or he's it's like everything, everywhere, all, all at once. once. If you do this one thing, yeah. Yeah. it will alter uh, what happens uh, in another reality. He also had a book of sports stats pressed away. Oh, Gray's Sports Almanac. You can't do that. He was arrested now faces a felony charge, by the way. I mean, if you think about it, we're all time traveling. We are, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Word. A woman was caught on security cameras repeatedly keying cars at a dealership in Canada, uh, hitting an estimated 400 vehicles one by one over the span of four months. Did you see the footage of this one? No. Just walking down the line of cars, keying them. Wow. According to the Daily Mail, the video shows a woman covered head to toe in warm clothing and wearing a mask. Kick the crap out of that bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Slowly moving from car to car and making small scratches on each vehicle. The exact amount of damage uh, done is unknown at this time, but police say that it could be in the range of a half million dollars. For no no reason, or did she happen to work at a detailer that, like, fixes scratches? Yeah, they didn't say. The woman is described as a key shop. Roughly 40 to 50 years old and uh, a heavy build and is believed to drive a 2008-2013 Ford Escape. Uh, police Jack, curb stomp that whore. Believe that she is acting alone and her motive in this matter is unclear. Complete lunacy, but she's doing it very nonchalantly in the video. Here's a story out of the Netherlands. The uh, Utrechtian Student Corps, or the USC, is under fire for a photo circulating on social media showing members playing ring toss with the goal of getting a ring over a bottle held in a stripper's anus. Okay. And then listen, that's hard if you've ever tried to do it. Students confirmed the authenticity of the photo. Uh, Rector Hito Lane of the... The bottle is in the anus. Our first contestant steps up. 
Of the U- and it's good. Uh, of the USC said that he strongly disapproves of the behavior and has reported the incident to the relevant authorities. The person responsible has received an appropriate sanction. <laughs> uh, the, stu- <laughs> the student association, this is the master's yeah. music. Uh, the student association informed the university about the incident last week. Uh, spokesperson uh, Anelis Waterland told the newspaper, we realize that management cannot always prevent transgressive incidents from taking place, however. I just want to thank my parents for the years they drove me to anus uh, toss uh, competitions. That- we think it is essential that students' association, based on health association culture, do everything they can to prevent. And I want to thank the stripper. Excessive and ex- excesses and act effectively if they do occur. So they weren't happy with. What that. kind of jacket do you put on when you win that? That's a brown jacket. You know? <laughs> Should we try that at Keenan's this week? I, no, I was thinking wondering. actually. Yeah. <laughs> All right, this is terrible. Listen to this story, man. An Illinois man who had been walking on tidal mud flats. In an Alaska estuary, reportedly drowned over the weekend after becoming stuck as the tide came in. Oh. So, when years ago, Preston, when we took our Alaskan cruisers, our honeymoon, we drove past an area coming down from Anchorage towards Seward, and there is an area that they that the bus driver is telling us very tempting for a lot of people to get off and just kind of walk into the the tide goes out. And they say people get trapped in this mud all the time. They they step out into it and don't realize. And with every attempt to pull their leg out, it sucks them down further into yeah. the mud. I wonder if this is where yeah. this happened. I would be. I would bet it is. Like uh, how terrifying as the tide slowly comes oh, in. You're like, oh, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. Gone. This is it, it's a it, it's got to be a horrible, horrible, horrible death. Uh, slowly as you you realize yeah. you're you're not going to make it. Uh, so the man was there with his friends on Sunday night when he was submerged up to his waist in the quicksand like silt. Uh, the body of Zachary Porter was uh, recovered mo- was recovered Monday morning. Uh, a member of his group had called 911 when they couldn't get him out, but it was too late. One man who tried to save him was flown to Anchorage with hypothermia. Uh, Christy Pearson, the administrator and lead EMT for the fire department, said, It's big, it's amazing, it's beautiful, and it's overwhelming. But you have to remember that it's Mother Nature. This is it. And she has no mercy for humanity. Yeah, this has got to be. This is exactly what I remember seeing when we were on the... Uh, and, and the thing is, is that... It's kind of like the thing where, oh, let's pull over and check it out. No. And I, I imagine, Steve, like, there's no way to get to anybody out there either because you can't run across it. No, you can't what do you do? Yeah. Across it. You know, you're just stuck. She responded to the call and spoke with others in Porter's party but did not speak to him directly. Peterson explained that they got the rescue call after Porter was in serious trouble, urging people to call 911 as soon as possible. Another department, which is located around an hour's drive away, also responded to the incident. Uh. Uh, and at low tide, Peterson said that um, uh, Turnagain Arm is known for its mud flats that can suck you down. It looks like it's solid, but it's not, she yes. said. When the tide comes in, the silt gets wet, loosens up, and creates a vacuum should a person walk on it. Uh, there are signs posted warning people of dangerous waters and mud flats. At least three others have gotten stuck or drowned there over the years, and many more people have been rescued. Earlier this month, a fisherman was rescued after his leg became stuck, and he sank up to his waist. So, Scary crap. Yeah, it's terrible. It's gorgeous, but it's just terrifying. Yeah. All right, and there you go. That is what I have in the Bizarre File for you. All right, as we take a break, a reminder that uh, Villa Maria Academy in Malvern, you guys are voting for the coolest teacher. So make sure you do that now. Text word teacher to 39333. We'll send you the voting link. Also, don't forget a secret text word today. we got tickets to see Andrew Schultz, who's playing at the Ocean 
Casino Resort in AC on July 29th. Text the word secret to 39333. We'll be back in a moment. What's new? Glad you asked. The Revivalists. Lincoln Park. The Hooters. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WNMR. So a guy shot another guy because the other guy took the last Hot Pocket. (laughs) This happened in Kentucky. We were just talking about this. And there are times where food can get you very riled up. Uh-huh. Well, so many of your bizarre file stories involve whether, you know, the last uh, chicken wing, the last, you know, whatever you, you have, p- piece of pizza. And there's something I think we uh, we tend to get our, you know, our anticipation built up and it freaks people to hell. I mean, people have been more than just shot, flat out murdered yes. for stuff like this. and, and But it makes you think... What my how? What food would make you go the furthest because you found it was someone else had taken it? Or, or I know Casey, you talk about stuff disappearing from your fridge yeah. that you've wow. set aside yeah. and that your mouth is watering for. You've built your whole day around getting home to have it, and then it's gone. Well, you know, and and press, I, I think because you have a house full of people as well, and I just you know I come to this realization that nobody has any respect for anybody else's. Uh, belongings or food in my household, and I'm probably no exception to the rule. Uh, and mine might be more out of um, spite than anything else. Well, I think it's uh, hardwired into us. And by the way, we would love to hear. Short of murdering someone, uh, <laughs> or if there's a good case, <laughs> the most intense uh, altercation you've gotten in over <laughs> food. And I have a couple of them personally, which I'll share in a moment. But I just finished this book. It's the second time I've read it. It's called uh, uh, Project Hail Mary. It's uh, coming out as a movie in a couple of years, and. Uh, uh, in the book, they make the illustration because it has to do with uh, 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 meeting alien life and so on. Anyway, they're talking about the history of of uh, we as a civilization that up until like 300 years ago, the primary issue of everyone that lived is food. Yep. That's it. That's all there is to it. Everything you have to live. Societies were created yeah. around it. The most important thing in the world to anyone was being able to get sustenance to live. We live in a world now where that's not a yeah, problem. Yeah. Even if you don't have anything, you can find a way to eat, and groups like Phil Abundance and so on are there for you, but there didn't used yeah. to be. No, you had hunters but and I, gatherers. I think it's hardwired into us yeah. that at some point, you can seriously cross the line when it comes to food. Seriously, Warchild. Seriously. Back All right. Off. back. You better back off, Warchild. Back off from that That's pizza, Warchild. Back off, Warchild. Seriously. That's my hot pocket, Warchild. So I think it's I think it's us as human beings that's in, ingrained in it. I, I've gotten in two, mm-hmm. one really massive physical altercation with my sister one time <laughs> over food. And the other one was with the band. It was with it? the band, yeah. Uh, That's I'll, my favorite. I'll recount that one, too. And, uh, no, I had apparently, I, I ate a frozen pizza, okay? So, and apparently <laughs> my sister had her sight set on that pizza. And as was at the time, I was probably about 15 or something like that. Mm-hmm. I ate the entire pizza. Yeah. I made the pizza. I ate the entire You're pizza. You're walking blast furnace. No big deal, right? So, I eat that. Um, my sister comes home realizes that I ate the pizza. Now, I don't remember the details. I don't know if she had said it was that she was going to eat it or whatever. But anyway, I made the pizza. I ate it. She 
wigged the f out. Okay, what was so it? She's an immediate explosion, screaming at me, yeah. screaming wow. at me. Wow! And then I try to leave, and something pegs me in the back of the head hard, and I'm like, "What the hell?" She had picked up, like, you, have you ever seen those really big navel oranges? Yeah. yeah like the yeah. big one. She had hurled one. It was like the size of a grapefruit. <laughs> oh, my God. Hurled it at me. So here, we, now we're in a food fight. Yeah. Uh-huh. Both, both figuratively and literally. Hits me uh-huh. in the head. So I went and grabbed a hockey stick. Okay, and yeah, then, of course, uh, yeah. And then I well, went you don't want to waste food. Right, exactly. No. So I went after hey, it with a hockey stick. You were full stick. at that point. <laughs> hockey and, stick? Yeah, and so I'm swinging it around the kitchen, knocking yeah. stuff off, and she had a friend there, a guy... Uh, who managed to uh, uh, um, get the hockey stick away from you? Yeah, he had uh, detained me. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and it, it stopped there. But it was close to me killing wow. my sister over a pizza. Do you think he had? Would you have connected? Um, with the hockey stick. I don't know. In that moment man. of see, the thing is, you were already full. <laughs> you, I was you already full. And but I I'd been assaulted. Yes. So by an orange. By an orange. So I was uh, I was out for blood at that point. I mean, knowing your relationship with your sister, I think you would have oh, hurt. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I can. I think it's safe for me to say I've never been in an argument about food. Really? Never. About never? someone eating. You've never been massively no, I mean, disappointed yeah, because yeah, totally. I've been disappointed, gone in for leftovers, and they're gone. But not so much that I would. I got into an argument about it. Like even in college, when food was like mm. you know, <laughs> yeah. hard to come by. Right. I remember people eating each other's food, and you would be annoyed at them. But uh, I don't. You think never I, wanted to kill anyone. No, I never no? got into like a you know a physical or a verbal argument over you, it. You never shot someone in the ass over a hot pocket. No. Um, and then the other one was yes, I was uh, our, our band was playing a gig, and earlier in the day when and then we had you know zero money, so we would go. And buy lunch meat and have it ready. And then after the gig, we'd have some food to eat. And hey, I, lunch meat. I had never in my time had um, a product called Piccolo before. <laughs> it looked uh, it looked appetizing to me. Because yeah. I, I like, uh, you know, things like olives and pickles. Uh-huh. And it was, hey, it's already right there in, in the, the ham. In a loaf form. Yeah, yeah in yeah. a loaf form. In bologna or whatever that stuff is made out of. And I we played the gig all night long. I was looking forward to having my pickle loaf sandwich. I'm rocking now, but I'm thinking about that pickle loaf. <laughs> and everybody's working for the pickle loaf. And of course, this was uh, the same night we decided to do shots of Everclear. Uh-huh. And uh, so I go to get my pickle loaf, and Greg, my keyboard player, is standing there with like a three quarters eaten pickle loaf sandwich oh, in no. his hand. Oh no! And and, he, and I go, where is it? Where's my pickle loaf? And he's like, oh, man, I'm sorry. And he holds the sandwich out to me. This, like, to take a bite? Yeah, here yeah. you go, man. And I just grabbed it and balled it up in my hand and threw it across the room. Yeah. And I didn't get in a fist fight, per se, but I kind of went at him and somebody held me back. And um, Wait, So yeah. it was a tire. I mean, you were freaking out. Yeah. 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 Oh, I was living. Yeah. And I, I didn't let it go, either. <laughs> it was horrible. Uh, so much so that the band bought me a shirt that said, keep your hands off my goddamn pickle. Oh, don't you wish you still had that shirt? I do wish I still had that. Oh, my that. God. So in high school, um, my sophomore year, it was like a sophomore assembly, and I was eating my lunch. I had sat down. I had my cheesesteak sitting in front of me, and this guy, I'm not going to say his name, but, like, it, it was such a dick move. He just picked up my cheesesteak. It was a bully move, if anything, and he took the biggest bite out of it, and I was like, and I was a little guy. I, you know, there was nothing I could yeah, do about not, it. You, you don't know? do that. No, and I wanted to fight him, but I was like, well, I can either, A, have my sandwich eaten in front of me and have my ass kicked, or just have my ha- sandwich eaten in front of me. So I just... Was that a bologna sandwich? 
He doesn't stand for baloney. See, that's it. It puts you over the top. I had an incident. I used to love uh, the chunky candy, you know, the, the chunky bar. Chunky yeah, bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got raisins in it. It's got raisins in it, and, and I like raisins. I didn't know you liked those. Yeah, I did. As a kid, I, I loved them. Oh, so I love them. My, my, my younger brother, you know, there was... Um, now, I was actually the perpetrator. I didn't realize he had he had eyed one of the chunkies. Uh, there was two left, uh, and I I had my. Well, I guess was I didn't know the order. I had had mine, and then I had his. <laughs> it, and, and so, but we we got into a screaming match and almost got physical. But then he pulled a move. It's my younger brother Tom. He went and tore my Wolfman mask. Oh, and I'm like. What level of hell did you crawl out of? Me? <laughs> but but I mean now you know that it's yeah. actually worse when you're on. I think like the guy who ate your loaf there, Preston. And you do feel bad, or you should feel bad. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't his. his. Yeah, thank it you. It was not his. Like, yeah, dude. I just want to know, like, did he get back to the room before you? Like, how was he able to get there, make a sandwich, and eat it? What kind of what kind of devil is he? What kind of yeah. magician? We're getting some good text, by the way, and phone calls, which I'm going to go to in a second here. This one says, when I was 10 years old, I ate my brother's last five pink Starbus, uh, Starburst. <laughs> oh, no. So he duct taped me to the front tree for four <laughs> hours until my mom got home. What? <laughs> that is terrific punishment. Yeah, uh, that's a good one. We did that to uh, one of our interns. Pancake. Uh, pancake. pancake. Yeah. The yeah, picture but... is on the um, on our website right yeah, now. On the Preston and Steve uh, the, 25 uh, years yes. anniversary. I love it. Uh, I'm going to go to James. Hi, James. You're on the air. Good morning. Morning. Good morning. Sorry to bother you at work. Nah, we want to hear it. What's up, bud? Well, I was with me and my brother about 12 years old. My sister's like three years old. She's probably like 15 at the time. She had like a, you know, like Edmonds, like cheese Danish thing. Yeah. yeah. Damn good. There was a little bit less. So my, you know, my buddy, my buddy ate it. And we wind up going outside and we're shooting the basketball around. And my sister comes out of the house with a, a kitchen knife and wings it at him. <laughs> Him and stayed right in his arm. What? She threw a knife at him and it stuck in his arm? Yeah, for a cheese dish. He got like he had to get like four stitches. <gasps> oh my god. Did she say any immortal words at that time? Yeah, like she, how- she, she said, Don't you ever touch my food again? I mean they're fine now, but at the time I was like we we didn't know what to do. We just stood there and he's sitting there with his arm but a knife down. The knife's sticking out of his arm. I mean, oh if it was her intent to actually do that, I mean my guess is it was a lucky or unlucky shot, depending on your take, but still, man, to hurl a knife and have it go into the mm-hmm. arm. Antiman's cheese thing. I, I hear you, man. So I would have finished him up. Oh my god. James, did your did your sister have any uh brushes with the law in her life after that? No, 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 not at all, Mel. She works for Antimus. And so you should. Yeah. Exactly. All right, thank you, James. Yeah, she's a, she's the CEO of <laughs> If you don't want, like, if you want to deny the fact that we are just indeed animals. Yeah. Uh, like, I we mean, can revert to our animalistic instincts we can. in a flash. And anytime, like, my dog has a rawhide in its mouth yeah. and you walk up, even just to pet him, he's like, yeah. he's yeah. like, I know I love you, but. Yeah. Touch my food. Uh, I will go to Mike next. Mike, good morning. You guys rock. Yeah. Hi, Thank Mike. You, Mike. What's up, bud? All right. So at the time, I'm 22. My stepbrother's like in his 40s. And after a night of partying, we're sitting in, you know, in the, in the living room. And all of a sudden, we get hungry. And he decides to pull Bill Cosby in the middle of winter and decide to go out and grill two huge T-bone steaks. <laughs> 
And we had, I mean, it was like you might as well have had his mother make it for us. It was mashed potato. I mean, everything. It was the worst. So we're sitting there on the floor. We're eating this food, and we're actually watching open eye surgery. Oh, my God. <laughs> his, mother, his mother comes down the steps and sees us sitting there with, this, with these plates and what we're doing, and she wigs out. She's like, I can't believe you guys are eating my GD steak. They were for dinner eating a couple nights. We didn't he stop hearing about this for like almost a week. I'm not even. Did did did, did she start? Did she take a swing at you, or was she just going completely off the deep end? I think she was so stunned at what she saw. She because she never left the step. She stayed because it, it was a rancher, but it had like three little like up steps to go yep. into the hallway to the bedrooms. So I'm sitting on the floor closest to the steps. My stepbrother's sitting about three feet away, and she's at the top of the steps, towering over, us, screaming <laughs> at us. And I'm like, "What the hell? Like there was only two of them." Like, yeah, no, I can, I can see it. Had she had she at all made it clear that that was for the, the intent or? Well, no, we didn't know. Like oh. we were just two idiots, wrecked out of our minds, and we were hungry. And he gets the brilliant idea. Like he would do stuff like this all the time. We would we would go at like to Pathmark at three o'clock in the morning and buy mussels and make like three pounds of mussels at like three o'clock in the morning. It's, it's, it's I'm not insane. Kidding. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous the way we used to eat. But yeah, so we were just doing our normal up party, and we're hungry. We don't want to order out. We can't order out. Let's see what's in the fridge and the freezer. Oh, We're man. And huge T-bone steaks. We had a full steak dinner, man. It was awesome. And that's what you can't do. You can't look in the fridge and just see this and go, oh, that yeah. looks good. I'll make that. That's good, yeah. Somebody else bought that. You know, anybody out there that parties that hard? No, worst idea. Two worst ideas in the world: never right. go grocery shopping and never look in your fridge. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, Mike. Appreciate the call, man. We'll see you later. Uh, I'll go. To, hey, Sammy Viles on there. Hey, Sammy. Sammy. Yo, bud, how you doing, man? What's going on, guys? Yo, just uh, want to hear. Now, obviously, how many people are in your family? You got like nine brothers or something? Uh, yeah, nine brothers. Nine oh, brothers. No, 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 no. No, sorry. Nine siblings. Five brothers. Four or four, five Three sisters. Four brothers. All right. Oh, yeah. So in that time, there's had to have been food fights. Yeah. Okay. Do tell. Oh, yeah. So when I was like uh, 10, I ordered buffalo wings from uh, Paul Revere Pizza in Lansdowne. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sitting there ready to, ready to eat them. And my brother Paul comes in and goes, yo, let me get one. I'm like, dad, dude, there's only 10. Says, give me one. I'm like, no. <laughs> so he takes his finger, sticks it, sticks it through the styrofoam container, scoops up some of the buffalo sta- sauce, and starts rubbing it in my eyes. Oh, in my eyes? God. Yeah, dude. Jell Man is not the saint you all think he is. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. So, our Jell O shot guys, who he's referring to, oh, my God. How old were you at this time? I was like 10. We were, we were little uh, S words back then. Yeah. yeah. And. <laughs> So what what happened? Did you just did you just run immediately and try to wash it out? Oh yeah, dude! I like I, I got there just in time for it not to get sink into my eyes, but like it, it freaked me the f out. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure yeah. <laughs> that would be very torturous to have that crap rubbed in your eyes. And that was a dick move on his part. Man. A, it's a complete dick move. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do, do you? I mean, let let me ask sorry. you guys. So so like, and I, and I do this, and maybe it's something that you do, Sammy as well. I'll go out to when I go out to a restaurant, and somebody says, "I'll just have some of yours." Or, or, you know, I, no, no, I'll order you a complete oh, yes. Uh, no, I. This is my. That's Casey. Where that really mm. 
primitive thing. No, yeah. I will gladly provide some for you, but this is my pile yeah. of fries. Yeah. My, 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 my wife does that all the time. I got to order an extra thing just so she can have some. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hey, Sammy, while we have you on the phone, uh, give your gig a plug for Friday night. Okay, I'm um, playing 118 North in Wayne. Um, uh, I think the show starts around 8 o'clock. We are, our friend's band, uh, High Kick, is open. My band is called Vile Bread. It's uh, V-I-L-E-B-R-E-D. Uh, yeah, right. and 118 North is a great venue. It's a, a small music yeah. venue. And, uh, you know, so get out and support local music and smoke, support local venues like this. Uh, it's Friday night, um, this Friday in Wayne. Yeah, yep. Thanks All right, Sammy, have a, good one. have a good gig. We'll talk to you. Thanks for calling in, man. We appreciate it. Uh, I will go next to Mike. Hi, um, Mike. Hey, Mike. Good morning. You who? <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Mike? Well, I'm a, I'm a union iron worker, and uh, we used to put our um, lunch boxes in the work trailer while we were at work, you know, like on a building or something. And we had an overweight foreman, oh, no. and he would, and yeah, and he would take little bits and pieces out of everybody's lunch boxes, and uh, and like not say anything. Oh. So I come creeping in like a couple minutes early before lunch, and he's got his hand in my lunch box, and he's <laughs> eating my lunch, and. Uh, we ended up getting into a physical confrontation, man. You just don't do that. No. Yes. No, you don't. That's no. You, it, you do not steal another man's food. Yeah. Like when you're hard working like that, you no. Know. So I told him, I said, you got to put him up, man. You got to duke up for this. <laughs> no, duke up. <laughs> hey, let me ask you. Do you remember what your lunch was for that day? What he was tearing I, into? I, I, I absolutely remember because. <laughs> I had a um, I had uh, it was a smoked um, turkey with salami on a long roll, and I used to have uh, I used to uh, put pickles in a uh, in a Ziploc bag. I mean, yeah, I remember I remember it like it was yesterday, and this happened like 15 years ago. And I swear to God, I I was incensed. I lost my yeah. mind. I, I like I, I I literally beat my foreman up. Mike, <laughs> Mike was was he stealing the sandwich or the pickles? Both, man. No, dude. No, I mean, yeah. You did, like, did you get fired for fighting your foreman? No, I got laid off. I got laid off. <laughs> I, you can't get fired in you. They just right. send you somewhere else. Did you Did you tell them the sandwich that he was eating? I, I think told, they would have. Yeah, I told him. I was like, "Yo, he was stealing my lunch." And, and the like, pickles. Oh. Yeah. And, and and they were like, well, "All right, well, you'll just report somewhere else on Monday." <laughs> and, and he gets off, he gets off scot free for for stealing. I mean, stealing. He broke the law. He no. It, there's there's a there's a rule. There's an unwritten rule. You, if it doesn't belong to you, that's not unwritten. Look at it, don't touch it and don't eat it. Mike, that's not unwritten. I don't it think is it's a, illegal it is to law. eat someone else's lunch. It's illegal Happy to steal. It's, it's, it's not. It's yes, it is. No, it's it not. is. It's you're taking steal. somebody else's yeah. property. That is no. stealing. I think. I, if, I think if you pushed it so, hard enough, and, 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 Supreme and, Court. And, yeah. <laughs> And, if I went down to Pagano's and just grabbed something off of the shelf and just started That's eating a store. it. And he had the gall to call the cops on me. Oh. And, yeah, and I got escorted off the uh, the job site. By the way, we need, a, we need a lawyer to call in to tell us if someone lawyer takes some, po- some of your food 
Yeah, I mean, am I, was I wrong? I don't no, think no, you were no, wrong. wrong. No, you yeah. weren't wrong. I just that guy deserved to get his ass kicked, Mike. I just don't think that a police officer is going to come and arrest somebody or I issue a citation an, for no, eating he, someone else's There's an entire lunch division that responds to this stuff. <laughs> well, you know, what he told me was he escorted me off the, 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 um, the job site, and he was like, I would have done the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a hell of a sandwich you had with you. It's mine. That's what. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, thank you, Mike. Turkey. Appreciate it, man. They just just send you somewhere else. (laughs) Somewhere else. You gonna eat my that guy? I don't work for you, but I gotta ask you a question. Uh You gonna eat my lunch? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're, we you had this written down as a topic before, and I know we're not going to get into it, uh, but so I'll just add it here. I had lollipops stolen. I had a, I had a, yes. I had a whole a Can container. Can we figure out who it was? I have no idea who took it. But not only did they take all of my lollipops, but I had a container, and the container was tossed. It was uh, here? I'm it, sorry. It, I missed it, it. Yeah. Yes, right, right over here, right in front of my, my phone. I had a... Did you ever ask Jackie? He said it wasn't him. He said it wasn't him. He said it wasn't him. But, like, it was was an old container of uh, those pretzel nuggets that have peanut butter in the pretzel. Mm. And that was, when that was empty, I put Tootsie Pops in there. And you saw blow pops. You saw the blow pops, um, like, the number going down, right? As you would come in. Mm -hmm. So somebody was eating them, and then they just took the rest of them? And then I guess there might have been, like, two or three left, and then it just completely disappeared. It was gone. Was it Kyle? Probably. Probably. I don't think Kyle would do that. He's not a blow pop guy. No, he's not. I don't think so. Mm. I texted a lawyer, by the way, to okay. uh, see if we can get to the bottom of this. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm hoping he's going to call in. You're waiting for a response? Okay. Yeah. Uh, let me get, uh, in the meantime, we're going to get another call here. I'm going to go to um, Tom. Hey, Tom, good morning. Good morning. Ed. Hey, good, good morning. morning. And good morning to see you. What's up, bud? Uh, so... You know, I was uh, in retail management uh, right around 2020 when the uh, the pandemic lockdown started. Um, and I walk into my local Acme to grab my breakfast burrito. And this is when, like, all foods are going, you know, foods going quickly. And I, I'm just grabbing my burrito, and there's two grown men having it at, uh, having at it at a uh, for the last box of bagel bites. Uh, oh, they were fighting over uh, bagel bites wow. in the grocery store. <laughs> yes. Yes. Now you can understand. At that point, everyone thinks the world is completely ending, and you don't know if you're going to have to hoard bagel bites. Yeah, this might be the last this bagel could be bite the last you ever bagel have. Bite you ever have. <laughs> um, so, were they were they in fit? Was it push push and shove or fist fight? It reminded me of the uh, the scene in uh, Jingle All the Way, where they're fighting over the last Turbo Man. Turbo Man, yeah. <laughs> wow, Turbo Man. Yeah, it might as well have been Turbo Man. Oh my God, that's crazy. Man. And did you just? get out of there or wait to see what happened? Well, I had to get to my job. I didn't have time for that. I got I my got burrito it. and coffee and I did. I got Damn my right. burrito. Yeah. I'm good to go. I'm happy. All right, Tom. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it. All right, hang on. We have a uh, we have a criminal lawyer. It's our friend Nick from uh, Team Foster. <laughs> oh, hey, Nick. How you doing? I am doing well, guys. How are you? Wonderful. Okay, Nick. <laughs> we, need a, we need a call here. Casey uh, asserts that if someone is stealing food from you. And by this, we mean, like, lunch. You know, not coming into your house and, and stealing food that way. But Lunch if somebody, in a refrigerator at the workplace. Yeah, somebody... Lunch in a refrigerator at a workplace or maybe just takes food from you as you're actually... From their lunch pail. Yeah. What, is that a crime? <laughs> um, well, I think it's a little bit of a loaded question because you said it was stealing. But uh, I think the general answer is, if I were on the prosecution side, I would certainly say yes. Because uh, you're taking something that is not yours. You're taking somebody else's property. I agree. Um, Thank you. 
But who is going to press charges? Well, that, no, it doesn't question. mean it's not. It, it, it doesn't is. Mean it's, there's it's, no it's, police officer that's going to come arrest you because you ate someone else's it. lunch. So if a police officer doesn't show up, it doesn't make it to a, a crime someone's a home invasion. It doesn't mean that it's not a crime right, but, still. But, but, but there's someone to press charges. Who's pressing charges? It doesn't. No, it, no, no, it, no. The person who has their food stolen can press charges. Is that right, Nick? Uh, well, so in Pennsylvania, the person who's the victim of a crime reports it, and it's actually the state of Pennsylvania, the Commonwealth. Right. Pennsylvania okay. The Commonwealth is gotcha. not going to press charges. I wouldn't be so sure. That is well, the. In, in Pennsylvania, theft is based on the value of the food. So if, like, you're Casey, right? I know you bring in $100 lunches every day. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Then what Nick is eating with his, you know, his Hot Pocket. Right, yeah, I slum it. All right, I was in an event uh, recently with uh, Montgomery District of Town uh, Attorney Steele. Yes. Uh, if somebody can get him on the line, we'll, we'll get back <laughs> to the next number. level. You have the district attorney's yeah. number? Call him and see if, if, if he's he coming in. He if can't. He, he's on a bagel bite case If today. he would weigh in on well, this. Nick was a DA. Were you not the uh, DA in Philly? I was. Yeah, I was a prosecutor. Well, there you go. There you go. He knows what he's talking okay, about. So if, if so someone... I don't have to heaven seal over this dumb topic. If someone <laughs> came to you and and, and, and was... was it, I, does it matter? It, does it depend on how much noise this person is making about being uh, a victim of, of a crime? So in Philadelphia, you, if, if it was a typical lunch, that would be a summary offense, which is a low-level offense. It doesn't even get a, uh, usually get a, an assigned prosecutor. It's basically a, a glorified citation. Yep. Um, and then if the DA were to decline to prosecute charges, you can actually file a private criminal complaint. <laughs> so you can go down to the DA's office and be like, hey, listen, I want to pursue this okay. personally. Um I think the reality is, especially in this day and age, in, in some place like Philadelphia, with so much crime, yeah. uh, it's, this wouldn't it's shoot to the top happen. of the list. It's not it's not gonna gonna uh, uh, well, I'll tell you this, and then, Nick. So it basically, comes down to this: it's the like if a tree fa- falls in the forest, uh, it, it's it still has fallen. Yeah. It, this is still technically a theft, which is a crime. Whether or not people choose to prosecute it or not doesn't mean it's not wrong and a crime. Correct? I 100 percent agree with you. Too. Now, here's another question. Yeah. With this guy that called in, that wasn't the first time it had happened. This dude was a recidivist, and, and he would prey upon uh, several... Other lunch pails. Uh, other lunch pails. And so this last one where he took the sandwich and the pickles, that led to the fisticuffs and stuff like that. So if this was a repeated offense over and over and over and over and over again, and you had documented... You could show a history. You can show a history of this. Then can you... Kill that person? Yeah, are you within your rights to murder this person in front of his family? I, I haven't checked lately. I don't think the death penalty is authorized. Okay, all right. <laughs> you could aggregate the total loss, right? You could take all these days that you can prove where he took it. Yeah. You can aggregate all that amount to make it a more serious crime. So it's probably it's unlikely to get to a felony level because it would have to get to thousands of dollars. But you could certainly get it into a, a more serious court. All right. So like this guy that shot the other guy for eating the last Hot Pocket, if he was indeed super hungry, could there be an insanity defense over the fact that uh, the hunger itself made him unreasonable? So insanity would be tough in those circumstances, but you could probably get down from first-degree murder to, like, third-degree murder or maybe even involuntary manslaughter. Okay, crime um, of passion. Heat of passion. Yeah. Or, you know, an imperfect self-defense. So, okay. like, hangry could be hangerder. Hangerder. <laughs> all right. I'm hearing it. So yeah. Creative right. defense attorney can make a lot of room, make a, a lot of hay with all of these things, for sure. So, so by the letter, though, stealing someone's food, it's it's criminal offense. Uh. 
Yes. yes. Someone sued without the permission. Yeah, unless right. it was a. There you go. It's a, it's a there you go. Now, so, now to it, it, so whether you choose to pursue that or not, that's the issue. Yeah, well, I mean, that's I, the issue know, that Kathy has. Right. Casey was yeah. saying that it's definitely. Well, illegal. Kathy's a defense. Yeah, lawyer. And, and so Nick, you're saying that like I probably can't get the cops in here to investigate my missing lollipop. <laughs> no, no, that's no. And I think Nick, at this point, you would say that's more a that's more a, a federal thing, right? <laughs> Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah federal yeah. time. You know, you're looking at 20, 30 years. Well, uh, we, 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 we assume the person lived in New Jersey, so they took them across state lines. Right. So oh, therefore, it's no. to become a federal so, yeah. offense. Yes. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, Nick, thank you for your expertise. We appreciate it. <laughs> Always happy to do it. Thank All you. right. We'll see you later. All right. Would Homeland Security get involved with us? Uh, lollipops? If you were at the airport, maybe. Uh, <laughs> I'm not really sure. All right. Anyway, uh, Case, do we need to take a break? I know we have our guest uh, coming up at 9, right? And yeah. it's almost 9, so we better do that now. Well, thank you. But, um, yeah, don't take other people's food. It ain't it's, cool. It's, it's not cool. And some people may have had a really, really, really bad day, and they're not having it. Um, we are going to take a break. When we come back, we are going to have uh, Nate Burkus uh, to join us, and he's going to tell us all about creating a stylish, multifunctional outdoor Ooh. living space for you this summer. We'll be back in a second. Hang in there. Who's playing where? When? Answer your Philly concert inquiries at WMMR.com. All the shows that rock, all in one place. Just click on our always up-to-date concert calendar at WMMR.com. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Getting right back into things right now. We're not messing around. No, man. Actually, we have a guest that we need to speak to because uh, my fault, I didn't realize that uh, we were running as long on time as we were. Who knew he was this popular? So we only have a, a couple of minutes to chat with him because he's uh, doing a, a media tour this morning. But um, uh, he's a designer. And actually, I have a close connection because I've been to Great Wolf Lodge a gazillion <laughs> times. It's one of my favorite places that my family and I have gone throughout uh, throughout the years. And uh, he designed... Uh, the Woodland Villas they have there. Please welcome designer Nate Burkus hey! to the show this morning. Hey, guys. How you doing, How Nate? You? Nice to see you. I'm ya. great. Thanks. Thank you for having me. No problem. And I love Great Wolf Lodge, man. <laughs> Thank you for doing what you did. Oh, you know what? It's going to be really cool. So I redesigned all the outdoor spaces um, at the Woodland Villas. There's 30 new villas opening this fall. So you guys have to come back yes. to Great Wolf Lodge and see it. For it's sure. Completely revolutionized. There's, right. there's been like a huge push now on, I see the commercials and so on and so forth. Press has been raving about it for years. Kathy, you're a fan. Oh, yeah. Love it there. <laughs> well, it's undergone a massive renovation. Um, it'll be open this fall. Bookings are available now. But, you know, I partnered with Great Wolf Lodge to design the, the Woodland Villa outdoor spaces as well as the new pool cabanas. But the entire resort has been completely redone top to bottom. And, um, you know, it's all about strengthening the pack, making memories. Um, and the challenge was, how do we create a really elegant, beautiful, elevated environment that the parents will love so that when you get back to your Woodland Villa after a day in the park, you guys can really, you know, make memories that will last forever. And it's all about those little moments of rest and respite in between. Mm. Um, so it was a really big challenge for us, and we're really proud. There's even a dining room table that you can gather for meals or play ping pong with custom <laughs> ping pong paddles. Dude, that's pretty cool, dude. Look at how yeah. cool that is, you guys. We I don't, love that. Let me show you the other one. 
Ah, there you, there you go. Cool. Yeah. Preston always said, though, that, that one of the great attractions is is the rustic bar that uh, you're able to access, <laughs> oh, right? Yes. Yeah. Without well, that sounds weird, Preston. <laughs> that doesn't sound like you at all. Not at all, right? <laughs> to have there. a cocktail while I'm hanging with my children. <laughs> yeah. Nate, how did this come about? Do you have a connection to the Poconos? You know, I actually do have a connection to the Poconos. My grandparents met at summer camp in the Pocono Mountains. Um, and so my family, my mother's side of the family is all from that area. Um, but they approached me as a designer because I'm also a dad. And I, I can tell you as a dad of a five-year-old and an eight-year-old what makes a great family vacation <laughs> and what makes a family vacation that you never want to talk about again. And when you get the credit card bill, you just want to shred it yeah. and pretend like it never happened. And so you, you know that. I want to ask you, because you talk about you're designing spaces and designing, obviously, the feel and, and, and making a, a resort that's going to be restful and yet engaging and so on and so forth. What's the, what's the number one mistake someone makes when they start to set up an outdoor living area? I'll tell you guys that, and then unfortunately I have to run. But yeah. I don't know why people lose their minds with color and pattern and fabric outside when they don't want that inside. If you don't have orange inside in your living room, then you're not going to want it on your patio. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good That's point. That's the truth. You yeah. guys, thank you so much for having me. Uh, man. All right, yeah, Nate Burkus, thank you very much, sir. We appreciate it. By the way, the, the villas, I was just reading about these. Um, they're 1,500 square foot. They can accommodate 10 people, three bedrooms, two bathrooms, and a living area, queen-size pull-out sectional, and then you get the kitchenette, and, and like you said, the... The table with the pink, but the the dining room table is a ping pong table. So you've been talking about this for years. That's the only, uh, you know, that's the only way that I knew about it was from you espousing the the benefits of it. And now you see the the commercials, right? Like, we're crazy. So I guess they're on a a big swing up. Yeah. Hitting the big time. We've had a lot of really cool times at Great Wolf. We went there, I don't know, eight or nine times. Do you age out eventually? Does it, is it, in other words, I mean, you... listen, it, it is definitely marketed to children yeah, right, yeah. without question, but there's loads of stuff for adults to do. But I don't see, you know, adults going there without kids. Right. Um, uh, definitely not. But I mean, they're, yeah, the, the bars and stuff are, are you know, situated to perfectly for where you can keep an eye on your kids and <laughs> hey, still have your cocktails. Hey, guys, you having a good time? The food's really good. <laughs> yeah. The uh, the activities that they have outside of the water park with the, the wands, this magic game that they have and stuff is just a blast, man. But, yeah. Where, where is it? The can age where exactly? Uh, Scott Run, I think, is the area. I don't know. Is where it's I called. I forget the town. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's is Scott it? Run. If I, yeah, and it's... Uh, yeah, it's, you know, a couple hour drive. Yeah, and, uh, but you're then you just totally Drink. you're watching, and, and that was the first place I had ever been to where the wristband uh, did everything for you. Oh, oh. The, the wristband was your was your key. It was your get into credit the card. water part. It was your credit card. <laughs> it was absolutely everything through your wristband. What kind of wristband is it? Is awesome. it like a, like a fix, like a, a rubber, like a like an actual? It's like a plastic one, you know, with the yeah. notches in it that they tighten up and and it put has on like there. a chip in it. Yeah, uh. and inside it's got a little microchip, uh-huh. and you use that as as everything. You know, so what... you don't have to worry about dragging stuff around with you. You know what though? I recently went to Kalahari, which is um, similar to Great Wolf Lodge, and they do the thing. With the wristbands, and um, I had, you, I mean, you can walk around, you can get whatever you want. You get your coffee, you get food, like Preston said, you get into mm-hmm. the water park, and all you do is scan it. Well, uh, somebody was scanning, and it was not me, and I had, uh, like, a, yeah, a decent charge, and it took, like, it, it took a while. It took about three or four That's weeks. That's the problem with a lot of for, these things. Well, and they had to go, because you have to sign every time, at least at Kalahari, you have to sign, and so they had to go, they had to find the written, you know, the receipt that was signed to see if it was my signature or not. Mm. They saw that it wasn't. <laughs> 
on it. This bill says I've been drinking a lot of wine. It's inaccurate. <laughs> no, but and they took it. They did take it off for me, but I mean I, that you know, and it was the overlap of when that person checked out and when I checked in. You know, it, uh, I was at a place, and this is just a, a dude. You know, uh, jump onto this. Those, you know, the, your your car, your 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 key card, whatever to get into your room. A lot of people, a lot of uh, businesses get creative with it. So I'm at this uh, place. We went to uh, go to a wedding for a family member. It's a lovely wedding, lovely wedding. But the um, I won't name the business, but they had the room cards that you would take. You know, that you hold up to the little reader and you get into your room. Yeah. Um. So I put it in my pocket with my credit cards and everything else. Yeah. And I go back that night to get in the, the room, and the, the card's not working. I go, okay. Uh, I go out, go down to the to the uh, front desk. I get a new card. I go up, and, you know, and then I go out again. I'm going to go get some water whatever. I go back, and the card doesn't work again. And then finally I, I, I go, what, what, what's this? What's the story with this? She says, oh, did, did you put that in, in a pocket with oh, your yeah, credit, credit card? Oh, yeah, credit card or your oh, cell yeah. phone, yeah. And I'm like, well, I'd suggest you you improve this system because yeah. just about everyone is going to put it in a pocket near credit cards or a cell phone. Huh. You know, that was absurd. So, like, and I actually had to remember to isolate it somewhere, you know, yeah. and not have it... I mean, is, you see, you've had that happen as well. It's pretty standard. They tell you that, and it, and a lot of them will stop working if you put it and next to your cell phone. Instantly, yeah. 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 I think uh, people walking around with cell phones and credit cards. Yeah. Coming back from the war, <laughs> trying to get your hotel room. People spitting on you. Spitting on you. Yo, you don't see this, this hotel. Yeah. Uh, by the way, we have a, a caller who has a story about Great Wolf Lodge, and he's a birthday boy. Oh. Yeah. Mr. Peanut. Hey. Mike is online. Hey, Mr. Peanut. Thank you guys so much for that celebrity shout out. Oh, <laughs> our, our pleasure. Our pleasure, my man. All right. Now, what was your Great Wolf Lodge uh, story that you wanted to tell? I would take my kids uh, every year up there when they were young. And one of the first years that we were up there, my son, Brendan, discovered that if you step on the water, there was like little water chutes that would come up on this bridge. Yep. Yeah. And if you step on all of them and then shoot the gun at the same time, you have double the water pressure. <laughs> <laughs> so... I was, we were one of those idiots that, you know, when people would walk into the doors, they'd have clothes on, and <laughs> you'd have enough time to walk, you could shoot it up in the air, and you'd have enough time to walk away and act like nothing happened. All right, so it would shoot, and, and it would take it, a, you know, a second and a half or whatever to get there, and in that time, you could duck away from the <laughs> Yeah. And they'd never know you did it. We loved it. We loved it so much. We spent from nine in the morning till nine at night. They had to pull us out of there. Oh my God! Just shooting people with water. Yep. I love it. Yeah, I love it. You're yeah. devious. That's a great idea. Peanut. All right, yeah, Peanut. That's, that's ha- memory. Happy birthday, bud. We'll see you later. You All right. Rock. See ya. Thanks, man. Oh, that's too. I funny. love when you, this story about when you went over to him after you'd been run over by the Peanut. And, yeah. And and, uh, and you you gave him just a sort of per- yeah. perfunctory sort of test. How many fingers am yeah. I holding up? He's okay. Three. He's all right. Everybody, blood coming out of his mouth uh-huh. when I said that. Uh, hang on, before we get into something else, we skipped traffic. Oh, so we need to do that as we have an obligation to it. And I think this is—is uh, is this our final look at no, traffic? One more. We got one more after this. So, <laughs> Kathy, you can make this one okay, but the last one's got to be great. Oh, right. Okay, right. thanks. What's going on? The Blue Road Southbound jams the Mid County tolls to Ridge Pike, Broomall, over to Media, and then on the northbound side from 95 to the Media Bypass, Pennsylvania Turnpike. 
traffic westbound Heavy Willow Grove to Fort Washington. 95 southbound slowing from Cotman through to Bridge and then on the northbound side from the Betsy Ross Bridge to Cotman. Spokal eastbound Heavy the Boulevard into the Vine westbound side. Uh, at 202 we still have that off ramp partially blocked with the disabled vehicle now off to the right shoulder. Route 73 northbound at Franklin Avenue in Berlin uh, Camden County. We've got an accident. Two left lanes are blocked on 73. 42 freeway northbound still heavy 41 to 295. 55 northbound jam Stepford to 42. This traffic report brought to you by Acme. Springtime is better at Acme. Whether you're tailgating or grabbing snacks for school lunches, Acme has everything you need. Acme fresh foods, local flavors. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. All right, thanks, Kath. Um, I have a few City Beat stories Whoa! if you guys are interested in case he has some new City Beat music uh, for us to play along with. We have the Scooby-Doo-Wow thing here. Scooby-Doo-Wow. Definitely. What's the new music, though? I'm very excited. It's like this. All right. It's a little bit more, <laughs> bit more funky. I like that. One more time, Case. Reset that so it goes. Yeah. All right. So. Give uh, me some skit. USA Today, uh, a USA Today publication in which readers vote on certain topics chosen by a panel of experts have crowned Philadelphia as the number one best city in the United States to walk in. Oh, yeah. Allowing it uh, for it to come in ahead of locations like uh, New York, which was seventh overall, and Chicago, which was ninth. And those are both great walking cities for sure. Well, give me the uh, judging parameters here. Uh, Do you tell? Let me look. Proximity to cheesesteaks? No. And you know what? I don't think it indicates exactly what they chose the mix for this, Just a general feel. I I would say it probably has to do with... um, a variety of things you will encounter. You, you've talked about the nature of the people being pleasant and also maybe crime figures in there as well. And proximity yeah. uh, to to the places uh, to right. visit as well. When you get to a, a town like Chicago, which is much bigger than Philadelphia. Chicago? It's, it's Chicago. It's hard to get uh, to Chicago. some of the areas. Chicago! But you can hit a lot of Philadelphia in, you know, not a whole lot of time. Uh, so according to the article, it says Philadelphia is beloved for its cultural and historical attractions, and its walkability is appreciated by residents and visitors. The most walkable parts of the city include uh, Rittenhouse Square. Yeah, absolutely. Washington Square uh, West. Filter Square, which I'm not... Fittler Square. Oh, Fittler, I'm Fittler, sorry. Yeah. yeah. It's at, it says Filter here. Does uh, it really? It is spelled H-S- F-I-L-T-E-R. How can we trust this right. at all? Bunch so, of liars. So where's Fittler Square? It's closer to the river, like 22nd and uh, Sansom area. Is it near the Fittler oh. Club? It's not too far from the Fittler Club. Yeah, same name, same derivation. Okay. And uh, it also says Center City East okay. are some of the popular uh, walking areas. What cities have you been in besides Philadelphia that you would say are comparable as far Boston. as walking, I, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, yeah. The Freedom I mean, Trail. And... It's hard to say this without sounding pretentious, so I don't mean to sound pretentious when I say this, uh, but Paris in France is a great oh, walking city. you're right. And, I've been and there. There's a lot to see and do, and you can cover a lot of ground and a lot of museums and historical things. And so I've never been to Rome. I've heard Rome's a great rock, walking city as well. But, but Paris, you to Oklahoma. Uh, I have. But yeah. Paris is my favorite walking city uh, yeah. that I've ever visited. Rome is supposed to be very similar in, the, uh, in, that, in that nature. But yeah. Uh, I guess that's it, Nick. The um, for uh, miles clocked, the amount of different things you can encounter that are yeah. interesting and fun and yeah. delightful. In but other I was words. talking about like for in the in this country, 
Yeah, you know it's a terrible walking city is Los Angeles. Like it's so oh, spread oh, it's, out. It's yeah. not, no way you meant know, for walking. There's yeah. a, like a few different neighborhoods where you you kind of can, but you otherwise you're taking a car. Oh, yeah. when we were there, Preston, we were walking and people kept coming up to saying, "What what do you call that?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's called walking. When I had to walk from the car. To the ocean when we drove across the country. Yes. That walk sucked yes. ass, dude. It yeah. was horrible. Yeah, because you got to cross like the PCH, and yeah, yeah. it's just terrible. No, and and at, I've also, as I've said before, um, yeah, the uh, uh, the just uh, courtesy that I've experienced. Yes, walking in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, now you're a major celebrity. It gets a rep as a as a hard city, which it can be, but yeah. I, I've always found it to be walking around the city pretty pleasant. Yeah. The people yeah. here are great. What about yeah. walking in Memphis? Well, I was with your feet <laughs> ten feet off a of Beale. There's yeah. one street, and it's Beale Street in That's Memphis. It. Yeah, mm-hmm. have you ever been? No. Yes. Yeah, the the Peacock Hotel is worth visiting, and Beale Street is worth visiting, and then the rest of Memphis can suck it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Philadelphia visit Philadelphia highlights the city's friendliness to those who prefer to use their two feet rather than take transportation. Uh, touting walking tours as an excellent way to uncover interesting facts about Philadelphia. That's another thing, too. All the historical signposts uh, that are up, if you are indeed interested in looking around, you can stop and read those and get some great information. So hiking around, you know, the area where I'm currently living in the Mount Airy area, around Germantown and, and uh, Chestnut Hill, and there's, there's a lot of signs up, and it's kind of wild, a place that I walk by fairly frequently when I'm out walking. There are... Um, musket hole, musket ball holes in the wall mm. <laughs> that obviously date back forever to the yeah. Revolutionary War. It's amazing to see that. Uh, and you know what else is pretty awesome? Uh, I did this once uh, several years ago. It's just something to do with uh, Rochelle and I and our friends at Chapman's uh, took a Segway tour. And you, you loved it. That? It was awesome. You did it here, right? Yeah, did it here. Yeah, I did it too, yeah. And it was a blast, man. It was man. fun, yeah. uh, I mean, just number one, riding on those things is fun. Yeah. But number two, um, maybe taking a, a, a tour and finding out some of the historical and, and, and not just, you know, back to Ben Franklin. I mean, there are you know, things that are pointed out in the 1960s and, and so on that you may not know about the city that are really cool. One thing I did with you guys and I'd never done before uh, and we haven't done in a long time was the, the ghost tour and, and visiting some of the it's old great. parts of Old City and stuff. And I, it's, you know, it's, it's fun and silly and a little campy with, with the ghost stuff. But you do learn a lot about the city in the process. Claire just did it. Yeah, with the, with the people visiting from out of state, and uh, and they loved it. Yeah, uh, hang on, Dave wants to mention something here. Uh, hey, Dave, Dave, <laughs> what's up, bud? Good morning, guys. How are you? Good. How are you? We're doing fantastic. Um, I, you know, you guys are talking about how great a city is uh, for walking, and we just had a uh, veteran suicide prevention hike two weeks ago mm. um, through our, our organization, Reverend Warriors, and I'm I'm out in Bucks, but I was one of the organizers. People flock to this hike every year because of the route we take. And it's it's everything from, like, we start down by 30th Street Station. We're going by the Art Museum, Love Park, City Hall, Independence Hall. Hey. And we have a lot of Marines, so we go down to the Tun Tavern location. Oh, yeah. Oh, hey, awesome. Dave, you know? ir- ir- irreverent warriors, are you guys the ones that wear the really tight shorts? They, we do. We wear the silkies. Every yeah. Year. They were out of the camp out. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yep. Yep, we're out of camp at, and uh, I actually just got back this week, and I was out in Salt Lake City for the hike out there. Oh, that's awesome. That's fantastic. We, we get people from all around the country every year, and Philadelphia is probably one of the top three hikes that's attended. And, I mean, seriously, we had, when I was in Salt Lake, I found out there were guys out there that came out to Philadelphia this year. All right, and, Love and, it. and a lot of it, besides the cause, is the is the location. 
celebration. And I'm not going to lie. Like we said, we were going to have about 150 cheesesteaks this year. <laughs> so, yeah, people do flock for that. Yeah. Um, you know, they want to know they're going to have good food. But, you know, that's really the thing is, like, they love running up the art museum steps. Yeah, like, absolutely. That's, that's a big part of it. And the Rocky statue. And, you know, again, like the history of Philadelphia just makes it one of the best walkable cities in the country. No, it's awesome. similar. It's, it's one of the reasons that we, we also mentioned Boston. It has that a similar vibe. And as uh, Dave said, Absolutely. the people flock. Yeah. yeah. All right. I haven't done that in a little while. They definitely do. And you know what? Um, I mean, you know, I'm not advertising IW today, but I'm sure you guys have seen our hike and what we, obviously what we wear. We're not, we're not shy about being who we are, but that makes it even more interesting because people that are in the city see us walking around. They're like, who are these crazy guys? <laughs> and they all get involved with it. We've crashed weddings, uh, you know, proposals, like, Honest to God, people see us and they're like, oh, you're all coming here. Where are you from? And we're like, oh, Philly, California, New York. And and even the people in the city respond really well to it. That's great. It's great to hear that. Thanks for a great experience. Cool. All right, Dave, keep up the great work. Thanks, man. Thanks, guys. I will right, we'll see you. Um, also, it says walkability, according to... Um, Visit Philadelphia. Walkability is a huge draw for conventions, concerts, sporting events, and other large-scale happenings because you can get from place to place pretty easily. Um, you know, the Super Bowl parade, the victory after that, that whole experience down there, perfect area on the parkway, you know, and, and that's when you, in one of those times where you appreciate the city and what we have that much more, yeah. you know, it was just, it's just a magical Memory, and I have a tremendous amount of memories of just walking around the city and a good vibe. After we do sometimes the St. Patrick's Day uh, broadcast or whatever, being out there and walking around, it was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Uh, let me go to a couple more quick calls here. I have uh, Tony. Tony, good morning. Good morning, hey, good morning, and good morning to see you. What's up, Tony? Uh, born and raised in South Philly, uh, and this city is eminently walkable. I mean, I used to walk to work uh, back in the day from South Philly to Old City. Old City is just fantastic. There's so much greenery, history. It's not like, you know, steel and glass. Right. It's it's just a fantastic, you know, you know, just it's just an amazing hey, city to, to walk in. Tony, um, and, uh, uh, look, yeah. real quick question: How long would it take you to to make that walk from South Philly to Old City? Um, I lived around where like Patchingino's at the time, yeah, and so it would take me about about a. Not quite a half an hour. I would walk down Pashunk Avenue, and it would take me right to South Street and then to 2nd and Chestnut, where I worked. That's okay. pretty cool, man. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a yeah. wonderful thing. I'd yeah. love to be able to walk to work. And, That'd be cool. And also, not to sound pretentious, but uh, Rome is a walkable city. Uh, my wife and I spent part of our honeymoon there, and we actually planned a day where in one day we saw the Coliseum, the Pantheon, yeah. the Spanish Steps. We hit, like, all the sort of major sort of tourist stops in yeah. just like a six or seven hour walk. That's cool. Tony, not to sound pretentious, but my butler said the same exact thing. <laughs> yeah, same thing. Uh, Preston, would you ever Thanks, walk Tony. in from Harleysville? Uh, sure. <laughs> Why not? I'll start, you know, a day and a half before. Sure, sure. I walked uh, from Center City here one time. Uh, I, I had an afternoon to kill and um, I, I forget why, but I didn't have a car. And I, I, maybe my car was parked here. Any, whatever. And, and I walked along the river to Kelly Drive and made it all the way back up here. It was, I, I wasn't in a rush. It was really nice. There's huh. one little hairy spot, right? 
uh, coming up that, uh, yeah. it, not monument, presidential maybe? In between like um, City Avenue and the river, yeah. it's a little sketchy. Yeah. Okay. Um, but And then one time I walked from the stadiums uh, to Center City as well, and it was the same kind of a deal. Like, I wasn't in a hurry. It was really pleasant. Did you just come up broad, straight up broad? Yeah, and then uh, like into the, some of the neighborhoods in South Philadelphia. Okay. It's just, there's a lot to see. And the fact that it's a grid um, is yeah. also a pain to me. Yeah. a lot. Where was it that Casey walked after, like, a that procedure? That was the blue route, yeah. No, oh, the oh, procedure. after the procedure, I had a, the colonoscopy at Penn uh, back in uh, August, and then I walked from University of Pennsylvania Hospital, Perlman Center, to well, City Hall. To City, no, Hall. City Hall. Oh. Yeah. Which okay. is far. That is far. After a colonoscopy. <laughs> but yeah. I felt good. I was, you know... I had, like, a weird gait. Yeah. Oh, that's right, because you were under sedation, yeah. and you couldn't drive. I wasn't allowed to drive, and then I had to, uh, against medical opinion, sign myself out. Yeah. Right. You know? Marissa? I'm going to say something that's going to make Kathy cringe. I That's my doctor's office, too, and I make that walk all the time. Unless I have... Yeah, a, but you didn't have a colonoscopy where they sedated you. <laughs> I was going to say, unless I have a girly doctor appointment, and then I don't oh. do the walk. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's just, like... Be yeah. nice. <laughs> All right. Uh, one more quick call, and then I'm, I'm going to move on to City Beat. Ra is on the line. Ra, yeah, Ra what's up? Portland or... Or... <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Dick. Listen, listen, I, too, live in the Germantown, Chestnut Hill. Don't follow me. Don't. No one come and stalk me or anything, but big up to Uptown. Listen, Chestnut Hill used to, especially pre-pandemic, used to be a beautiful day, especially when you could dip in and out and get the little breads and the little cheese yeah. and little samples and whatnot. Uh-huh. You walk up one side and walk down the other side. So that was Chestnut Hill and Germantown Avenue. Yep. And then Main Street Maniac. Yep. Got to mention Main Street Maniac is awesome. Yeah. We also have Kelly Drive, right? Walking yeah. down that where everybody's jogging and everything and looking at the river yeah. by Boathouse Row and all that good stuff. And then right over to Fairmount. Those are awesome. All areas. good choices. Yeah, every one of them. And you're right. You know, I'm seeing some stuff come back, Rod, concerning, you know, that that the little, like, uh, cheese shops and, and places that oh, kind of wow. went away after after COVID. But I'm seeing some new ones come in. And uh, I, I, hopefully it'll return to its uh, former glory, both Maniunk and Chestnut Hill. Awesome, awesome. Guys, all right, Ra. Thanks, man. Right Talk to you. And by the way, we, we're lucky in that outside of the main metropolitan area of Philadelphia, because he mentioned Chestnut Hill and a few others, uh, and Manning, which is technically technically part of Philadelphia, but yep. it's removed. You yep. know that um, is are all the villages, yeah, in our area that you can walk around. I have one even way out in Harleysville. Skipback is is a wonderful little I walking it village. There. It's great, and uh, there's like a, what is um, Ardmore? No, uh, well Ardmore is nice too. Narberth, uh, yeah, Narberth is great. And I'm thinking of uh, as the western territory. Is it Ambler that I'm thinking of? Yeah, Ambler. yeah. Ambler's mm-hmm. great. Yep. There's they're awesome little. Sp- We're really lucky. Yeah. Really lucky to have those uh, great walking areas. Hey, so. what's the best walking town in Jersey? Because I'm all, I don't Cape know. Uh, well, I meant in between uh, here and the shore. Yeah, Haddonfield is really nice. Haddonfield okay. is. Nice. Where, where does uh, yeah. where's Jim Graham? Oh, oh, geez. Is that more? Oh, yeah, that little t- it, Merchantville? Merchantville. Right. So You're they, right. They do all the little the, the holiday decorations and all that stuff. Yeah. Here is uh, Sarah Parker. Her her husband runs a uh, an escape room. Is that in? Uh, Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's a great little walking town. <laughs> so there's tour. a cool remember. little street in Collingswood where the pop That's shop it. is. Yeah, it's in Collingswood. Collingswood. Yeah. yeah. All right. Because uh, yep. I went during the bend to the shore, we ride through oh, nice. that little area. And what and town does Chuck cute. live in? He lives in Barrington. Okay. Yeah. We got a lot of great areas. We're we lucky. Do. All right. City Beat. Let's move somewhere else here. 
right. Uh, we are going to go over to Jersey. Oh, how about that? And uh, Steve, I think you sent this to me. Now, I didn't see what the source of this was, but it is essentially a review of the celebrity named rest stops uh, in along the uh, Atlantic City Expressway and Garden State Park. I think it was in Philly Mag. Okay, Philly Mag. Uh, so there are a few that were named after uh, celebs. In fact, uh, we had said that we were wondering if Bruce Springsteen had one. Apparently, he passed on that. Oh, they, why? They made that offer to him. <laughs> but uh, you have Whitney Houston, James Gandolfini, John Bon Jovi, and so on. Uh, so they went from Long Beach Island to Cape May and wanted to see the quality of the stop and see if they measure up to the celebrity named emblazoned in front of it. Right. Uh, were so they worthy? They evaluated the essentials, food options, special characteristics, bathroom cleanliness, and overall celebration of its namesake. So here are the ones they came up with of the, the best of the results. So you have the Celia Cruise Service Area, which is uh, Long Beach Island. Celia Cruise, by the way, I'm not familiar uh, with the name, but uh, let's see. She was a uh, Cuban-born salsa music star. Ooh. And so they said that they, they lay claim that sh- the, the Celia Cruz service area is the best of the celebrity the names. The best? Wow. Yes. Clean? So here's the review. The Cuban? F- the floors are immaculate. This is Long Beach Islands around okay. that area. Um, the floors are immaculate. Uh, the tables don't wobble. And all the paper towel dispensers in the bathrooms are functional at the Ocean County Parkway stop mile marker 75 in Forked River. We're in heaven. Uh, the Burger King uh, <laughs> self-order screens weren't working on this particular day, but otherwise the service was fast. And it's the only location that you will find a Nathan's in. I love oh. Nathan's. Um, and there is not a dog walking area, but there are full sets of tables and chairs outside. The only site... Of the four that were visited that had this accommodation, most importantly, uh, it pays homage to the namesake better than the rest. Inside, uh, the stop displays concert-used artifacts, including a headdress and sequin top, as part of an exhibit on Cruz's life and accomplishments. And unlike two other stops on this list, the Cuba-born salsa music star's name is actually emblazoned on the front of the building. Then you have, uh, up next, second place, the Frank S. Farley Service Prize. Yes, he was like a lieutenant governor or something like that. Is that what he was? Um, I w- it says he was a political power broker. Okay. So, uh, for the traditionally the Philly flavored beach towns strung between Atlantic City and Cape May, the best stop is Farley. So you guys all concur? Farley. Yeah. I mean, it's okay. I don't. Mm. Well, it's in between here and AC. It's the best. Yeah. I think it's Kathy. I think that's what Kathy said the other day. The best part is you're almost there. Yeah. By there, the time you stop there, there is another service stop, Nick. Uh, that is like uh, either right before or right after the toll booth in Atlantic City. Oh yeah, what is that? It's, it's there, like gas station and not much else, right? And, and, off. <laughs> and it's Seven Eleven as well. It's right. not great. So uh, it says here, despite not being part of the 2021 uh, naming initiative since it's not on the parkway, the only stop on the Atlantic City Expressway that's open 24 hours a day at mile marker 20 is still uh, stands as a standard bearer for the Southern Shore rest stops. Uh, there's a lovely quarter-mile nature walk 
for motorists to stretch their legs. An outdoor farmer's market. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a up shop between Memorial Day and Labor Day. A quarter mile strolling area. Yep, there is a little park. I didn't yep. know that. Yeah, there like is. a lot of people take their dogs there. You know, if they're oh. traveling with their dogs, get them. And out. at times throughout the summer, uh, Hamilton Plaza hosts many uh, festivals and food trucks there too. Yeah, at Frank S. Farley. It's really hopping. Uh, there's even a grassy rectangle enclosed by a plastic picket fence for po- uh, pet owners to walk their dogs. And uh, there are a few drawbacks, they said, though. The furniture inside the food court is a bit dated, and more than a few automatic sink faucets didn't work. And when well, they did, it. the water spit instead of splashed. And several automatic soap dispensers barely leaked out a dollop of pink soap. And the Starbucks is fine, but the Burger King service was slow and the quality wasn't ideal. And for whatever reason, I don't know why, the soap in the restroom, and I'll check it again this year, but even no matter how long you scrub your hands and you wash it off, it still feels like the soap's on your hands. Okay. Uh, I will Why? say, though... If, Why does that happen? Because I do like the Burger King they have there, but if they do... If there's a line of, like, any more than two people, I won't go because the service is really they slow a, there. They have a convenience, an actual convenience store attached as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, next up, uh, this would be the Frank Sinatra service. Yay! Area. Yes. Uh, Frank's name isn't on the facade yet. It still says Atlantic Service Area. Uh, but his songs... I have to pee. <laughs> and where that'll be is uncertain. Uh, but his songs are playing when visitors approach the front door of the Parkway Stop that's open 24 hours a day at mile marker uh, 41 in Galloway. And inside, while it doesn't do nearly as good a job honoring its namesake as the cruise stop does, there are plenty of photos of old blue eyes. Uh, they should have some. I, I never even stopped to think, and I've, yeah. I've been at this rest stop, um, that they should have some sort of celebratory or some sort of mini museum to the person it's named after. I agree. And it has more modern furniture than the food court, despite it having a smaller footprint than, say, the Farley stop. Uh, the most exciting aspect is it's adding a Duncan. Which should open by Memorial Day. Okay. You know Frank loved Duncan. Yep. Oh, yeah. Uh, you, know, you know, I'm thinking about this person as you're talking about Frank's uh, Sinatra. I wonder if Jerry Blavitt will be considered Ooh, maybe. for a jersey. Because he he was down at the shore oh, yeah. all time. the time. Yep. Staple down there. Yep. Right? Do you uh, have to have been a resident? No. Right? No. Or just no, live, in live fact, a... Nick, we had pulled yeah. somebody up who just happened to... Uh, yeah, that's Celia Cruz. She, you know, yeah. she just lived in uh, New Jersey. She, she wasn't go. born there, yeah. yeah. Uh, it doesn't offer the programming like Farley, and it doesn't pay homage as well to its namesake. It says here it just feels too much like a mediocre mall's food court. That's oh. the Frank Sinatra. Yeah, they can't have that as part of his legacy. Not for so. Frank. No. Which Frank was better, Farley or Sinatra? <laughs> Sinatra. Who's okay. your favorite Frank? Yeah. yeah. Farley or Sinatra? <laughs> Well, it's going to be hard to get Jerry Blavitt one because they're not going to replace Frank S. Farley. No. And, right. you know, well, Jerry, and Jerry is kind of, uh, you know, connected to South Jersey Shore. So mm. it would need to be something there. Well, there's one a little further south that is called the Tony Morrison Service Area. Casey, the were, author, you yeah. were speaking about this one. Yeah. Uh, the Tony Morrison stop in Ocean View is still awaiting its facelift. So at this point, it's just a gas station on a concrete island <laughs> at mile marker 18 and a lost opportunity for this gateway to Wildwood and Cape May. Yeah, it's also a cut through. So if you're coming north uh, on the Garden State Parkway, and you need to you need to get to Sea Isle. There's no exit from oh, Sea right. Isle going north. So you go yeah. through, you go into that service area, and then you go out. And then as oh, soon so as that's you... the one that's after Sea Isle. It's not yes. closer to Wildwood. 
No. Oh, no, okay. No, I know that one. It's, yeah, it's just a gas Tony station Morrison? and like yeah. a, and like a yeah. tiny. There's a dunk in there. Some I of them think. they just call them rest stops, but they're they're really like just paired. They're they're uh, they're um, more ornate service stations. But that'll still be small because I mean it's literally like a slab in the middle. There's picnic tables and stuff. Yeah, out there. yeah, a couple of them. Um, so by the way, it says the A plus is more like a C minus. So this uh, the shop is an A plus. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> it says the, no. The good news is the coffee is cheaper than a typical Starbucks order, but and, the gas is way more expensive and should save between two and three dollars. Yeah, uh, its best asset is a full desk dedicated to tourism information and pamphlets. And it is staffed seven days a week from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. It's got to be a lonely job. Right. Uh, and overall, the stop yeah, is... Can I help you? No, I'm going to the bathroom over here. Uh, the stop is open 24 hours a day. I didn't know that from Memorial Day to Labor Day. That's good. Uh, but for the rest of the year, it's open uh, 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. Now, this full desk that you speak of, it's not necessarily what I'm talking about. But there are places like Press. If you're going into Wildwood, there's like this... Before you get into the, the bridge, when you're like on Rio Grande... Right before that bridge is this little, um, like, welcome center. And, like, you can get, What do you want? (laughs) Yeah, I know. No, but you can get, like, discounted park tickets and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Where is it? Um, That is right before you go over the bridge into Wildwood. And I believe also in Wildwood proper, there might be, like, the municipal town center where you can do the same thing. But Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've seen the building, Mm -hmm. and I've never stopped by there, and I've thought about popping in just to see what they yeah. have. And I think they have one. When you're going into Ocean City, they built that gigantic bridge, the 9th Street going in, and uh, and there's a welcome center there as well. I don't know, but like, why would anybody, why do people stop there? You know what I mean? What's what's the, the gimmick? I, I can't, for, I can't yeah. imagine that now with that information readily available, obviously online, right? you know, save for gift coupons or whatever mm-hmm. or discounted things. Those things are got it. got to be a nightmare to get uh, your gig is manning one of those things. Yeah. But mm-hmm. after you've already spent a couple of hours trying to get down the shore, especially if you're going down on a Saturday with the rest of everybody, and uh, you know the last thing you want to do is stop somewhere. Right Can I help you? <laughs> yeah, please. All right, uh, one more thing from the City Beat desk here as we uh, share a couple more stories. All right, and this one is uh, actually at the shore as well. I don't know why I do, like, half of these. Wait a second, you're the beachcomber now. No, I'm not, I'm not. So it it affects people who live in the city. Wait a second. Wait a minute. Are you sure? You sure sound like the beachcomber. All right, Atlantic City prepares uh, to launch its first ever permanent entertainment and dining residency on the boardwalk. Uh, Spiegel World. Schmiegel World? Spiegel World. <laughs> I'll take you to your table. An entertainment company known for its live performances and culinary experiences in Vegas is opening a new show at Caesars, Atlantic City, beginning June 30th. The Hook. Your memories will be precious. <laughs> the Hook will entertain visitors each week with an international cast of adult comedy hosts, acrobats, and variety artists from around the world. The Hook. As well as new restaurant and cocktail bars. Do they so, have a, a, a an illustration of what it will look like? I've or? not seen anything. Um, so the show is going to take place in a custom-built venue that uses the preserved boardwalk-facing facade of Atlantic City's historic Warner Theater. Uh, the team behind the hook also includes Tony-winning science design or uh, scenic designer uh, Christine Jones, who worked on Broadway's American Idiot and Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. And costume designers, creative directors, choreographers, and visual artists whose work can be seen in major venues around the world. So think 
uh, think Cirque du Soleil. So we're looking at, uh, is this a teaser of the projected I'm assuming so. Yeah. I haven't seen it. It so. looks kind of enticing. But yes, it does have a very Cirque du Soleil feel to it. Yeah, and, you know, Vegas yeah. shows. Uh, doing they need that. Acrobatics and, yeah. and comedy and stuff like that. So this would be a... Not a, uh, a tour. This is yeah. going to be set up. This is a show you in go down Atlantic to see City. It. Yeah, I'd, I'd like something like sure, that. So I mean, would it's, I. it's great for people who come in and out. I mean, if you if you see it once, then you've seen it. But right, right. it'd be great for visitors. Uh, organizers have remained carrot top playing. Uh, organizers have remained fairly quiet about what crowds can expect, uh, specifically from the seventy-five minute show. Uh, besides comedy and jaw-dropping superhuman feats, they didn't offer much other than that. So. You know, I remember in Vegas uh, when I was a kid, we went there and we went to something like this where they had like strong men and acrobats and stuff. It was cool. Absolutely. I enjoyed it. Absolutely. You know, so that's coming up. Jefferson's on ice. The Jefferson's (laughs) on ice. Wait, what was that from? Kingpin. All right. uh, City Beat. That's it. We are done. It was good. A few things in and around our area, the city. Um, but we got to wrap this up. And a reminder that we have a secret text word today. Your chance to win uh, some tickets to see uh, Andrew Schultz, comedian, who's going to be at Ocean Casino Resort in Atlantic City Saturday, July 29th. So text word secret to 39333. We'll be back in a moment. This Friday, it's MMR's official opening of the Jersey Shore. Starting with the legendary Preston and Steve broadcast. This year with a 25th anniversary twist. Live from Keenan's North Wildwood from 6 to 10 a.m. Presented by Coors Light. Then join Pierre Robert on the air at noon for a sneak peek of MMR's finally summer weekend. Pierre tracks three of his favorite album sides on vinyl. It's the perfect playlist while you head to the Star Beach Bar at the Icona Diamond Beach for Brent Porsche's four-hour happy hour and live broadcast. Don't forget, you can listen anywhere with the free MMR app, or just ask your smart speaker to open MMR. Happy summer from 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks, the Jersey Shore. Alright, B-File time. <laughs> WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. Brought to you this morning by Mulch Works of Aston. They offer the highest quality mulch and topsoil that's manufactured on site. And they also have uh, leaf compost, decorative stone, pavers, and more. Delivery or pickup for residential and commercial markets. You can visit mulchthis.com for more information. Uh, a landlord in Duluth deliberately set his apartment on fire all while blasting Billy Joel's We Didn't Start the Fire. But he did! According to recently filed charges. Just because he's trying to get the height of irony? Travis Carlson faces one felony charge of first-degree arson in connection with the incident. And apparently officials were dispatched at about 4 a.m. on the report of an upstairs apartment fire. When emergency crews arrived, they found the upstairs apartment on fire... With we didn't start the fire blaring from the unit. Like, this was done on purpose. The uh-huh. song and everything was put together on All purpose. Presentation. Yes. So, uh, the downstairs tenant said they woke up to the landlord identified as Carlson smashing glass and breaking things for about 20 minutes. 
Uh, Carlson then knocked on the downstairs tenant's apartment, telling the tenant that the house is on fire. Did somebody is Piccolo? Uh, possibly. <laughs> a neighbor also told officers they saw Carlson under uh, his truck with gas cans going in and out of the house. As invest- an investigation revealed a drilled hole in his truck's gas tank with lids uh, to gas cans lying around the truck. The complaint also noted that uh, green liquid lines from the burnt accelerant stained several pieces of furniture in the apartment. Officials say Carlson was found the next day with fresh burn marks on his uh, arms and legs. And wow. convicted, he could face up to 20 years in prison. So after all that stuff, he went and had a casual dinner with uh, Brendan Eddy at a tiny <laughs> restaurant. Yeah. Uh, but listen, he, yeah. didn't, he didn't even go to the gas station. Like, he needed to do this right now. He drilled holes in his gas tank. That's a short song. To get the gas. Gotta get it done. Yeah. Uh, A woman wearing a pink dress is accused of carrying out a series of odd thefts in a rural Florida community, one of which involved riding off on someone's $120,000 John Deere tractor. (laughs) Why the 46-year-old wanted the tractor is unclear, but detectives note that it was not the strangest thing taken during the spree. Apparently, bed sheets, blue jeans, toiletries, camouflage wading boots, several packages of frozen venison, and a bottle of wine were also taken from the home. The way you rattled off those items, it sounded like we didn't start the fucking... Bed sheets, blue jeans, toiletries, and camouflage wading Six boots, gerbils, several packages of frozen venison. <laughs> The woman is also accused of sleeping in one of the victim's beds. Uh, at last count, oh, like the three bears. The suspect was facing three misdemeanors and a whopping thirty-five felonies, with more possible. I'm assuming uh, perhaps some drugs were involved. A uh, neighbor was first to report something suspicious after seeing a female in a pink dress was driving a tractor in the area. <laughs> a farm property manager uh, managed to detain the suspect when the tractor, a nice big John Deere Model 6120R stalled and deputies arrived and arrested her. They found the woman had a knife with a five-inch blade along with other people's credit and debit cards, Mm. social security cards, a driver's license, and a dental plan card. (laughs) Well, you got to keep your choppers looking nice. Uh, The suspect became irate when deputies attempted to put her in a patrol car, but uh, the sheriff's office said that she kicked and cursed at deputies and even made a death threat to two of them. So she's in trouble. heck of a day. But she was wearing a darling pink uh, dress when it all took place. A Georgia inmate tunneled through a wall in a jail facility in Fulton County, Georgia, not to an escaped, but it was an attempt to killing a man in the neighboring cell. Yeah, I saw this. The the hole that he bored is straight out of Shawshank. Kavian Thomas allegedly dug a hole through a wall in a shower stall at Rice Street Jail. Coming to get you. (laughs) Granting him access to the adjacent cell block. He then launched an attack on uh, Darodney Russell, another inmate. What are you going to do, bored through the wall? Thomas stabbed Russell multiple times once he successfully entered Russell's cell. Russell sustained a superficial stab wound to his upper body and was treated in the medical unit of the jail for his injuries. After the incident, officers checked both cells and discovered several weapons in both cells, some made from parts of the dilapidated building infrastructure. Uh, The sheriff's office said that Thomas will face additional criminal charges for the attack. Thomas was previously charged with theft of stolen property, possession of a firearm by a convicted felon as well. Imagine if this guy ran a demolition company, how successful he'd be. Mm -hmm. A father and son from Massachusetts have both been sent to prison for running an elaborate lottery fraud scheme designed to enrich themselves and help prize winners avoid paying taxes on their windfall. That's my boy. Ali Jafar and Yusuf Jafar uh, had cashed in 14,000 winning lottery tickets 
over a roughly 10-year period, laundered more than $20 million in wow. proceeds, and then lied on their tax returns to cheat the IRS out of about $6 million. See, you're pretty lucky. Yeah, I've won 14,000 times. <laughs> uh, the Jafars purchased winning lottery tickets at a discount from people who wanted to avoid identification by the State Lottery Commission, uh-huh. which withholds taxes and outstanding child support payments from payouts. After purchasing the tickets... Using the stores that sold them as go-betweens, the Jafars claimed the full prize amount. And although they reported the winnings on their tax returns, they also claimed equivalent fake gambling losses as an offset <laughs> to avoid federal income taxes. This is ingeniously devious. Yeah. Uh, Ali Jafar was sentenced five years in prison. Yusuf was sentenced to more than four years. And they were also ordered to pay $6 million in restitution and forfeit the profits from the scheme. All right, this will make you feel like an underachiever. Hari Magar is a veteran who lost both legs in an explosion in Afghanistan, and he just successfully reached the summit of Mount Everest. Jeez. Magar started his journey on April 17th of 2023, exactly 13 years after he lost his legs. He said that after his injury, he reached a low point in his life and battled alcoholism and depression. He said that it was pretty hard. It was a hard time. And at one point, I was just drinking too much to just control my pain and emotions and all the things. Uh, next, he plans to visit Afghanistan to say thank you. And he said, whatever happens, it happens for good. It's so, amazing. Pretty so, cool. I, we assume he climbed up on, on prosthetic legs. Yeah, he, yeah. Did, he, had, he had a whole Not series a wheelchair. Of, of prosthetic legs yeah. that he used. Yeah. It's interesting, Steve. I'm looking at some photos of him. He actually put those crampons at, at the base of his yeah. legs. And so he's able to walk up. And, and he sort of has, I guess, some thigh uh, left, but uh, his his prosthetic legs start underneath that. So instead of having that's ingenious knee, knee down to feet, he just goes at, at the at the knee is where the crampons are, yeah. and he hikes up from there. Nick, yeah. I think if I ever do get the urge to climb Everest, I'll take that part of my leg off, <laughs> right? right? Yeah, just yeah. Pre remove those on because yeah. they look a lot safer. Yeah. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the B file for you. All right, we got a secret text word prize, and we need a caller to win. So Kathy, give me a number call. Six. All right, we'll take the six caller at 215-263-WMMR. You need to know the secret text word in order to win, so make sure that you do that right now. And if you'd like to text and you go to Villa Maria Academy in Malvern, we need to hear from you guys. We need to find out who the coolest teacher of the year is. So text the word teacher to 39333. We'll send you the voting link. We'll come back in a second. Lesson question, trash, music news coming up. Who's playing where? When? Answer your Philly concert inquiries at WMMR.com. All the shows that rock, all in one place. Just click on our always up-to-date concert calendar at WMMR.com. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. You're no stranger to success. And now you're ready for more. An online graduate degree from ODU Global gives you the tools you need to take your career to the next level. Right now is a great time to get the boost you need for bigger things. Get started on your next degree with ODU Global today. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Um, We are going to, we're doing lesson question, right? Yeah, but you got to give away the uh, text word prize. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, we were looking for caller number six, and that is who we're going to go to now. It's uh, Jay. Hi, Jay. Morning. Hey, jabronis. <laughs> cool word. <laughs> All right, Jay, give me another cool word. What's our secret text word? Giggle. Giggle. Yeah. 
That is correct, Jay. Giggity, giggity, giggity. Hang on, bud. Got yourself some tickets to see comedian Andrew Schultz, who's going to be performing Saturday, July 29th. At uh, Ocean Casino Resort in Atlantic City. And tickets go on sale tomorrow, by the way, at 10 a.m. You can go to theoceanac.com for tickets and information. We grabbed a random text, so we're giving them the prize as well. And it's Steve Harris from Ambler, Pennsylvania. So, Steve, you get to go see Andrew Schultz as well. Saturday, July 29th at Ocean Casino Resort in AC. We're going to give away something else. Now, it's today's lesson question. And we're going to give away a pair of same-day Ride and Water Park tickets to Maury's Piers in Wildwood. Nick, I'm going off the board. Oh, all right. That's uh, exciting. Nick gives me the series of questions to ask, and today I'm doing a different one. We were speaking about a TV show that made Casey leave the studio this oh, morning. Yes. What show was that? 215-263-WMMR. He had had enough. We were talking about a TV show this morning. And actually made Casey leave the studio. Let's see if we know the answer. 215-263-WMMR. Call right now. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you this morning by PGW. Improve the comfort of your home and lower energy bills with a PGW Energy Sense rebate. Up to $1,400 in savings with new home heating equipment. Learn more at PGWEnergySense.com. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, while Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly are working on patching up their relationship, the pause on their impending nuptials is staying in effect. Fox says she's remaining cautious and will only go ahead with three of the six planned Machine Gun Kelly tattoos on her face. Oh, Oh my God. Kim Kardashian sharing an update on her journey to become a lawyer. Kim says that while she has yet to officially pass the California bar exam, she is now licensed to be a gavel. Oh. <laughs> and finally, Sean Penn voicing his support for the Writers Guild of America saying during a Friday press conference, Penn called the potential use of AI to replace writers a human obesity and then added that writers would have corrected that to obscenity. <laughs> <laughs> I, we're going to see if you know the answer to this question. Uh, what show made Casey actually leave the studio this morning? And we are going to go to Tom. See if we can get the answer. Hey, Tom, good morning. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Tom, what show made Casey leave today? Vanderpump Rules. It's yeah. true. It's true. Hang on, Tom. Got yourself a, a pair of same-day ride and water park tickets to Maury's Piers and Wildwood. Unlimited rides on three piers and both water parks. And it's also this week's big friggin' deal. You can get one same-day ride and water park combo ticket to Maury's Piers for just $70. Available now through Sunday while they last. Okay, they're going to run out. Go to WMMR.com and use the keyword deal and you can get the big friggin' deal. Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, it's brought to you by Coors Light. Join us, the Preston and Steve Show, live from Keaton's in North Wildwood. Tomorrow, it says tomorrow. What? Day after tomorrow for the official opening of the Jersey Shore. I'll be there starting at 6 a.m. And it's brought to you by Coors Light, made to chill down the shore. So three months after a shocking physical attack uh, following a Def Leppard show in Florida, Rick Allen has finally spoken out about the bizarre incident. Uh, he was on Good Morning America, and he said, I heard a couple of steps, 
And then I just saw this flash, and next thing I knew, I was on the ground. I landed on my backside. I hit my head on the pavement. And afraid he'd be attacked again after being pushed down, Alan, who, of course, had lost his left arm in 1984 in a car crash, put up his right hand and told his alleged attacker, I am no threat to you. Yeah. Uh, he said, I don't think he knew who I was, but he must have seen that I wasn't a threat because, you know, I've only got one arm. Uh, police arrested Hartley shortly after the alleged attack near the site of the assault outside of the Four Seasons in Fort Lauderdale, which also allegedly included an assault on a woman who came to Allen's aid. Hartley was later charged with two counts of battery and four of uh, counts of criminal mischief and abusing an elderly or disabled adult. He pleaded not guilty to all the charges. A police report at the time noted that Hartley hid behind a pillar outside the hotel entrance while Allen smoked and then allegedly rushed at the drummer at full speed and knocked him to the ground. Uh, the report said that Allen hit his head on the ground, causing injury, and that when a woman ran out to help, uh, Allen Hartley allegedly attacked her as well. Brutal. Uh, he was arrested a short time later after police found him at another hotel, allegedly breaking car windows. Uh, Alan told seems G- upset. GMA that he is coping by playing the drums, uh, specifically for the long-running band's first show since the attack, which is going to be Monday night in Sheffield, England. Hailstorm's Lizzie Hale has opened up about her experience with anxiety and imposter syndrome. Uh, in an interview, she said, even though we've come a long way in the past few generations to break the stigma that is long-shadowed mental health, there are still so many of us having a hard time finding a safe space. She said, personally, I've suffered from depression, feeling like I'm trapped at the bottom of a well, watching the world above go by without me, as well as paralyzing anxiety and imposter syndrome. These are battles that I still fight today, and by being honest and vulnerable about my own struggles, I want to give others hope, meaning you are not alone. (laughs) Think about that. She got successful band, all this stuff. You'd think she'd have the, you know, uh, just no problem whatsoever with this stuff, yet she fights it. All the time. Yeah, it's, it's, it, can, it can get to anyone. Eric Clapton led the Jeff Beck Royal Albert Hall tribute shows in London last night and Monday. Uh, the concerts featured performances by uh, the Jeff Beck Band, Rod Stewart, Ron Wood, Gary Clark Jr., Billy Gibbons, uh, Imelda May, John McLaughlin, uh, Doyle Brommel, Susan Tedeschi, Derek Trucks, Josh Stone, Robert Randolph, Olivia State, and Johnny Tep- Depp, among others. Huh, it's funny, there's... One glaring name off that list. Hassel Hall. That son of a bitch. Again. <laughs> Where is he? What's he up to? Jeff Beck, of course, passed away January 10th after contracting bacterial meningitis. He was 78 years old. Among the highlights on the first night were Rod Stewart and Ron Wood reprising their late 60s stint with the Jeff Beck group with the standards I Ain't Superstitious and Rock My Plimsoll. Ron Wood led the charge through uh, Beck's Bolero. And Clapton took the lead on the Beck-era Yardbirds classic, Shapes of Things. Uh, Rod and the band tackled his and Jeff Beck's top ten hit remake of Curtis Mayfield's People Get Ready, Mm. as well as the 80s hits Infatuation, uh, or hit Infatuation, which had uh, Jeff Beck on guitar. Great, great stuff. Yeah, Kirk Hammett joined Billy Gibbons and Johnny Depp to perform John Lennon's Isolation, uh, which Depp and Beck had recently recorded. I thought this was nice. Taylor Swift's song called You're On Your Own, Kid, has helped Stevie Nicks grieve the loss of her friend and Fleetwood Mac bandmate Christine McVie over the last several months. A clip shows Nicks uh, telling an audience at her Atlanta show on Monday, um, 
thank you to Taylor Swift for doing this thing for me, and that is writing a song called You're On Your Own, Kid. Uh, that is the sadness of how I feel, she said. As long as Chris was, uh, even on the other side of the world, we didn't have to talk on the phone. We weren't really phone buddies. And then we would go back to Fleetwood Mac, and we would walk in, and it would be like, little sister, how are you? And it was never a minute had passed, never an argument in our entire 47 years. So when it was the two of us, the two of us were on our own kids. We always were. And now I'm having to learn to be on my own mm. kid by myself. It's sad. So you've helped me do that. Thank you. She says about this song, it's helped her out. So That's not... very cool. That's why you say, when we say, you know, Taylor Swift has legitimacy. Yeah. You know, she's a solid songwriter. You're talking about a living music legend here yeah. who's saying, this person helped me out with this uh, with yeah. this song. They're going to be playing uh, the same building because Stevie Nicks is with Billy Joel at the link on June 16th. Okay. And Taylor Swift just did three sold-out nights wow. there. Maybe that yeah. landlord who said his uh, place on fire will be there to see the concert. <laughs> of course. I mean, it was his motivation. Can you get this note to Billy? Uh, so, Steve, you sent me this article. This is interesting. Uh, a gentleman by the name of Chaz Newby, a bass player who once performed with the Beatles, has died at the age of 81. I've never heard of this guy. Never heard of this guy. You uh, thought you've heard just about everything. He was a member of John's first band, the Quarry Men. And uh, news of his passing was announced by the Cavern Club in Liverpool, where the Beatles first rose to prominence in the early 60s. Uh, they had written on a Facebook post, uh, Chaz stepped in for the Beatles for a few dates when Stuart Sutcliffe uh, stayed in Hamburg. And laterally, he played for the Quarry Men. You with us all the way, buddy. All the way. They said, You're it- fired. They said, interestingly, he was also the first left-handed bass guitarist in the Beatles. Huh. Uh, R.I.P. Chaz Newby, uh, thoughts as well as wishes from everybody at the Cavern Club. Don't you think you would have heard, I mean, over the years and years and years, you've been focused on the Beatles, as have I. This name never yeah. came up. Well, he was never, he was never a member right. of the band. Stuart Sutcliffe was, and uh, and I guess he just kind of filled in, in for that, him. In that group, though, yeah. but everyone grabbed a, a piece of fame. You know, everyone glommed onto something. Uh, John Lennon reportedly wanted uh, Chaz to continue on tour with the band when they headed west to Germany in the 1960s. However, Chaz declined uh, the offer to tour with you the Beatles. You guys are going nowhere. And he instead returned to the university. And he, he said uh, in 2012... Uh, music was never going to be a living for me. I, I wanted to do chemistry. He said, John, Paul, George, uh, they just wanted to be musicians. Uh, Chaz eventually became a school teacher and later insisted that he didn't have any regrets about his uh, career choice. He said, people sometimes don't believe me when I say I have no regrets, but I really haven't. Uh, so he has passed. And then one final bit of news. This Memorial Day weekend, MMR is queuing up the turntable, and we are playing vinyl. It is a vinyl summer weekend. Listen every hour this weekend for another great album side played in its entirety. That's pretty cool. I was walking down the hall and Bill gave me uh, some vinyl. Uh, it was the 40th anniversary vinyl issue of Signals from Rush. Wow. And it's a picture disc and everything. Wow. I was like, oh man, that is so cool. This is this is Pierre's complete oh, yeah. thing. He's going to be freaking out. So you can, hear, you can win some great vinyl too. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers a complete studio album's uh, volume one, that is nine studio albums on vinyl, nine? so we're giving that away, yeah. Uh, so text ALBUM to 39333 for a link to the entry page and see a list of the great album slides that you'll hear over the weekend. And it's sponsored by Trinity Rehab. I'm going by there today. Mm-hmm. Uh, so make sure you listen up this weekend. Vinally, summer, weekend, 
which is awesome. And there you go. That's what I have in music news for you. All right, we have one final break to take. Let's do that very thing. Come back in a second. Wrap it up with Pierre. Stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. Shine down. You can try, you can try, but the dead don't die. Jelly roll. Ron Jones. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Beautiful, beautiful day today. It's going to be like right in the zone. 81 degrees in sunshine. Gorgeous. Fantastic. Uh, Tomorrow we're dropping 10 degrees. uh, 71. Still not bad. On then Friday, 75 and sunny. Beautiful headed into the weekend. Shorecast. We're looking at mid-60s. No rain on Friday. Uh, so that's all right. We can we can cope with that, no problem. Uh, and it'll be a good short weekend. Maybe some clouds on uh, Saturday and Sunday, but I'm not seeing like you know the, the little graphic isn't isn't little raindrops. There's nothing on here. No, there's nothing on here. So that's good. We like it when there's nothing on there in the weather. We'll do it live. F- it. So. Uh, thank you for the 30-second interview, Nate Burkett. Yeah! And, uh, thank you, Nate Burkett. That's all I have to say about that. He was a nice guy. Though. I was able to find out a lot more than I ever really knew originally. Yeah. 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 You can see all of his outdoor designing at Great Wolf Lodge. Okay. There you go. Yeah. And he's redone all these villas and stuff, so it looks pretty cool. Um, and that's all I have to thank about that. Uh, it is Pierre Robert. Uh, not gonna wrestle with the chair today. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to wrestle with the chair today. All right, All right good. Okay. Are those chairs on rollers or not? No, they're, they're bulky. Okay. What happened to the nice rolling black I don't, chairs? I don't know. Uh, they that started were... they started to fall apart, I guess. Uh, and, and they uh, actually had armrests on them, too, the other chairs. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how yeah. these ended up in here, but they don't have wheels on them, so it's hard to maneuver them around. This is the loudest chair I've ever owned in my life. <laughs> like, it makes noise yeah. all the freaking time, and I have made note of it, and it still does it. Have you... I filled out a ticket. Oh, you did. You yeah. filled out a ticket. I did okay. the ticket. Good luck with that. Uh-huh. That's our procedure here at work. If you need something fixed, you have to do what's right. called fill out a ticket. Wait, listen. And, I don't know how to do that. And you know, so to fill out a ticket, you have to log into a site, and it tells me that my login has been suspended, <laughs> so I can't even log Write in and submit a ticket. I can't. Submit a ticket on your ticket. We can yeah. we can skip forward from all that. I'll bring my WD forty. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. I should have. That actually will work. Uh, will work. Yeah. 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 Hell yeah! It works on everything. I use it on my hair. Ah, <laughs> nice. <laughs> Doesn't squeak. Secret was That's it. That's a secret. Ow. All right. Um. Yes. Right. Nothing. Oh, well, <laughs> many things. Okay. But um, nothing. Nothing okay. for now. Yeah. Uh, how about this? Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. N as in neurotic. All right. We have an N and we have two more letters to go. Uh, we are going to give away the travel table from Shift Outdoors. It is a portable umbrella table. Uh, it's super lightweight. It carries like a backpack, and the table and umbrella easily set up in just a few minutes. The anchor mat will keep it safely, even in the gust of uh, ocean breezes, keep it safely anchored, okay? Uh, check it out at SHFT Outdoors. There's no I in that, all right? SHFT Outdoors.com, and you get free shipping on purchases over $100. We're going to be giving away those one of those at uh, Keenan's, which is pretty cool. Um, what's happening today, man? And there's no I in team. No, right, not right. that either. Okay. You are Just true. You that. are correct. 
Uh, first of all, um, I want to uh, thank the crew at uh, Primo's Hoagies. Uh, they are feeding our crew uh, and bringing uh, food for the revivalists who will be uh, we will be recording the session uh, today and playing it back in a week or so. Excellent. Um, and it's the debut of our brand new performance space. Yes. And Rodney sent me a picture at about one in the morning. Uh, you know the reason you don't get your tickets punched. Uh, our engineering and uh, whatever you. Um, IT. IT and all those people, um, they work so hard on so many, uh, they have so many balls in the air uh, that um, yeah, they don't always get to every detail, but they care about every detail and they work their asses off and uh, they've made the room look quite beautiful. So um, I, I, I've never seen it look, in fact, so cool. Um, and so that's cool. And uh, thanks to Primo Hoagies for uh, coming by. Uh, and what else? We will have tickets for the Dave Matthews Band, night number one, the Friday of the two nights coming uh, in July. And Workforce Blocks of the Black Crows and uh, Lenny Kravitz and Bob Dylan, the birthday party. Wow. Right. Yes. His birthday today. You are correct. All right. Um, let me take a moment to thank our sponsors. President Steve Show brought to you today by Duncan. President Steve Show runs on Duncan. And tomorrow's program, uh, comedian Andy Haynes will be here in our studio and will be one day closer to <laughs> the Keenan's Irish Pub. The carnage. Opening of the Jersey Tech. Shore. Coors Light sponsored. Eggs with Pegged live broadcast that we've been doing for a gazillion years. And we're looking forward to seeing you there. That's it. We're done. Ray John, have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Justin and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Bing, dang, No one likes to talk about money. Am I saving enough? Can I buy a house? Am I paying too much in taxes? Will I be able to retire? What if you could unlock insights about your finances in less than five minutes with a clear picture of where you stand today and where your money can work harder? Now you can. Visit facet.com to take the free quiz and get your financial wellness score today. That's F-A-C-E-T.com. This ad is sponsored by Facet. Facet Wealth Incorporated is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice.